With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. about this. Pin and pat 
hand. You wanna be there early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rap tools. The phone by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts, you witness and compose off, think both all cut. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do the they sharp. Man, they so saw. Don't be thrown off any so law. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are!
those dog days of summer. Can you hear me clearly, though? I got a hefty song. Pause. Yeah, yeah, you good. You're happy. You good. Okay. Oh, man, Pause. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Nah, but, um, you know, nice dog day or something out here in the town. Things, you know, uh, I just, it's been a laid back day. I've been, um, prepping and preparing myself for the, um, upcoming African Street Festival. It's commencing on Thursday, starting on Thursday. So I've just been dealing with sending out orders, taking care of some back orders, uh, preparing inventory. Mentally putting myself in that space, you know, there's so many things that uh, I wanted to do for this week that's coming up, and um, I'm not going to be able to do everything. You know, I wanted to launch the mixtape. I wanted to have certain things in order. You know, I wanted to shoot a video. So, you know, there's just certain things I got to, I can't do everything, so I got to, like, line up what's really important to take care of that. Yeah, 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 you know. This past this past two months, you know, if, if nothing else has been about prioritizing, you know, and realizing yeah. that even though a person's ambitions could be far and wide about the many things that need to be done and that you want to do, you know, physically, yeah. you can only do one thing at a time, maybe two. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's different special people out there that can probably put off three like chewing gum, juggling, and doing the doggy or something like that. <laughs> That's know. a big time. And I'm, 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 I'm real proud of myself. Yeah, yeah, I'm real proud of uh, my success in the retrograde, you know, or with my perceived success, my, my lack of, uh, you know, falling victim to that wave. I got washed up like the first two days of it. I learned that lesson real quick. I had to warn myself. Yeah. Sit back and Interestingly, <laughs> you know, I, I I would say this. Um, I spoke to the resident Cosmo Pratt today because I wanted to get some insight onto, um, you know, some blockages I was going through in terms of travel. And, you know, the brother was able to point some things out of my chart that uh, spoke to that, that level of resistance. But he also was yeah. saying that, yeah, your chart, your chart was a good chart. You know, you have some things that's working for you, and it reflects and what's going on in your life. So I would say, you know, reach out to that brother just so you can pinpoint those aspects of your chart and, and keep it continuous, you know what I'm saying? Because <clears throat> if nothing else, you know, it, it's dealing with some ebb and flow energy, even because of the Saturn that's still in Scorpio, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. It's it's pretty pretty dynamic to see the fact that we are twins, but we do have separate charts, and we do we do go through separate things at different times. And especially, you know, it's cool to say you might have went through one thing, and I'm gonna go through it at another time. But you know, time is is what's of the essence. You know, you're going through it during a retrograde. When I go through it, it might not be during a retrograde. So I don't know whoever made up that nonsense about time don't exist, that was like, that's worse than the devil don't exist, lie. You know what I'm saying? 
time yeah. relative. Yeah, time and time is very relative. You know what I'm saying? It's real. I'm able to watch Amir grow from a uh, 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 baby, an infant, a tadpole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A tadpole. You know what I'm saying? To you. So, but for nothing else, you know, our personal uh, experience on the planet is, is, is what qualifies time in this dimension, you know, as you slow down and it's the no flesh and blood, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with the force well, I of think, gravity. Yeah. Time, time has a very I think big people effect. think people's concept of linear time, you know, may be a little bit off, but nonetheless, you know, and then the whole thing about time being centrifugal in a cycle, you know, that might be the lesson, but time does exist, family. Like, we are going through cycles. We are revolving, you know what I mean? And there's it, it, evidence yeah. that that's really... <laughs> really exist. Yeah. Um, so, so with that being said, out. you know, yeah, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, Today's Tuesday, yeah. How was your weekend? Excuse me? How was your weekend? My weekend was, was, was rather cool, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, retrograde was pretty much finishing up. You know what I'm saying? I was dealing with the tail end of some of those things. And, you know, <clears throat> because of my aspects, um, it, it just dealt with a lot of delay. You know what I'm saying? And there were other things that were going on. Um, my start, it was, it was manifesting in my life. Dealing with relationships. And these relationships are not necessarily, you know, the ones that extend from you and you and your significant other from your bedroom, but relationships deal directly with your business associates. Relationships deal directly with contracts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I do have several businesses and um I'm I'm in business with other people in some of those businesses. You know what I'm saying? So when those people go through things they adversely affect my business. They they affect my outlook. They affect my timing. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, you know, based on what you're going on, you could be like, yo, I'm taking a little bit more time with this because I want to get it right. You know, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a Scorpio, and I, I have a tendency to kind of drag things out. And in other people's lives, you know, it, it could be an urgency. There's, there's a need, an immediacy for certain things to, to get done in, in a certain timely fashion. So not only is time real, but respecting people's time can be um, the difference between life and death. You know what I'm saying? Your failure to recognize and respect time can cause somebody uh, uh, something very detrimental in their life all the way up to their own life. Feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I, I just stepped back to evaluating a lot of those different lessons in regards to not only time, but relationships, our relationships to other people on this planet, people that we co-mingle with, not necessarily the people that we're in a physical relationship with, but the people that we do magic with, people we do business with, our associates, you know, the people that are in our network, our clients, 
you know, all of these things are, are affected by time. If somebody orders their stuff, they want their stuff ASAP. That's a time issue, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. All of these things deal with the, the delicateness of time and the respect of time. So, yeah, we need to have a lecture on time. <laughs> anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and the retrograde spoke um, in detail about relationships this one that just passed, you know what I'm saying? And it was speaking about all forms of relationship, both business, personal, you know, and um, and social, social relationships. So I saw it play out on multiple levels. That's why I have an affinity for social networks, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's a love-hate relationship, but you are able to witness and view life in real time and, you know, like the brother D. Miller talked about, the difference between the artist and the scientist, if you're able to approach what it is that you're seeing with a scientific eye, it's very, rather interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm on my big data shit these days. Like, I'm looking at everything, and I'm compiling data. I'm extracting. You know, I'm able to look at it in a perspective that's not, you know, I could remove my emotions and other aspects you know, uh, my shock, my shock, the shock value of reading certain posts and, you know, when I see certain people wigging out, but I'm able to under, understand that's what information does, that's what knowledge does, it prepares you, it it, it, uh, it helps elevate your consciousness and your, and your thought, you know what I mean? So you can approach things on a higher level. So that's one of the perks of having, you know, uh, astrological uh, information dealing with stars and, you know, the retrograde with a planet, the position, and how they're affecting people because nothing is personal after that. You know what I'm saying? It's all science. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, on a lighter note, <laughs> this weekend I got to um, witness a uh, – a revival in, in, in my mind, a revival in my eyes of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? As okay. these conversations, you know, at, you know, these past few weeks, we've been talking about hip hop and the authenticity factor. You know, rap versus yeah. hip hop is rap ready part of hip hop? Is hip hop a culture? If so, is it alive? Is it well? Where does it belong? Who does it belong with? I I I experienced um, a multifaceted education, you know what I'm saying? On Sunday in Lamert Park, I was privileged to witness the, the lyrical styling of my dude, Planet Asia. You know, many people who might be listening to this that don't know who the brother is, I would recommend it to do a Google search, listen to some of his music. He's a brother that's a West Coast brother, but pretty much um, has encapsulated that East Coast sound and that 90s Wu-Tang, Raekwon, Ma Beat hip-hop sound, you know, that, that boom back, you know, mixing yeah. that, that, that street consciousness and that street knowledge and, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it was like, yeah, the bars, just bars, like tall bars, you know what I'm saying? Like monumental skyscraper bars, you know what I'm saying? So the brother had his team out, and they they was at a venue out here in the Merck Park, tearing it up, you know what I'm saying? And it was just refreshing 
to not only hear that form of music still alive and well, but also hear it coming from the West, the variants that these brothers was able to put on it, you know what I'm saying, because of their, their West Coast flavor. And, um, you know, we made an alliance. You know, we're about to do some business together because the record label is called um, uh, Gold Medallion. You know, Gold Medallion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Gold Medallion or Gold Chain Records. You know, it's just okay. themed around, yeah, it's, it's, it's themed around the jewels and what have you. So, you know, we're about to work something out exclusively for him with the power pieces. I got some power pieces, cuffs. I got some links dropping during the show, family. Um, you can go to mypowerpieces.com in about an hour and check them out. You know, we got a, it's a lot of fourth sale, fire sale going on right now. So we're going to be introducing some pieces. Throughout the next few days, we're going to be laying them out and um, allowing the family to get first dibs before we take this thing somewhere else because we're about to really take it somewhere else. And that's what I've been working on and extending my energy, just really making sure that um, one of my most cherished children really get a shot at, at immortality. And that really goes into the first few months of development of that child. You really got to make sure that that child is nursed well and fed well and given the amount of love and attention that it needs, and that child will never let you down. So I've been putting a lot of time and energy into um into the power pieces and uh, I'm really I'm about to bring them out and let them <clears throat> let them do what they do let them speak for themselves and, and you know big things with Juan. So there's multiple people that I've been meeting with you know where I'm gonna be able to focus exclusively on on putting together collections for artists. And like I said, kicking open new doors globally. And just, just a lot of, you know, my my bills be like, I meet one head doing this and then the door open to that, and then you meet somebody else in the click and this person's, you know what I mean? So there was a lot of different things that opened my eyes throughout the weekend in terms of, like, where the game is going and, and what we can do to participate in, in taking it in a new direction. And then yeah. um, on the way, if you know, my on, phone, if my phone drops, I'll call right back. I might be. Okay, but I need you to hear this. Minutes. I need you to hear this because we're going to have to have this conversation because a lot of people, they're going to have to get outside of their feelings. You know, hip-hop is, 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 is really a rap. Whatever you want to call it, you know, it's about to go through some changes and transformations. And I see a lot of people are very uneasy with change and transformation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Hip-hop, rap, they got to get ready for this, this dude named Logic. They got to get ready for that. Because that's going to be anybody that's still wrestling with this whole black and white concept. You're going to get you're gonna get some of your, your, your wiring is going to get short-circuited. Because you can't deny the uh, kid. Can't deny him. Caucasian. Yeah, you can't say what you hand is not some of the dopest shit ever. You know, to come from an artist, and I, I'm sure that people are gonna have their hangups, and they're gonna be like, "Ever, like, come on, You're being a little dramatic." And I'm saying, That's right. "No, homie got the package." 
Oh, yeah, right. somebody yeah, said he's mixed. mixed. Yeah, all right. Well, he's the Obama hip hop. Okay, if he's mixed, you that. that. You're gonna try to you you're gonna that. try to clean and extract and wring out the black part of him as much as you can, but you can't help it. When you look at him, you're gonna be looking at a Caucasian, and that nigga is super nice. You understand? You listen to Iggy is Azalea too. That's you. Nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not campaigning or champion for either one of them. I'm just saying, and we had the same discussion when Eminem was out, and I'm sure at some point we'll get a chance to revisit it because everything has its pluses and its minus. It was it was a, a hip hop filled weekend for me, and I walked away saying, you know, when I hear something that I like, I like it, and. I put the headphones on and I get into the music. I don't necessarily want to know what the person looks like right away. I want to hear the music. Does it appeal to me? Is it saying something? Does it move me? What's the wordplay like? You know what I'm saying? What's the metaphors? You know, is this person taking it somewhere where it needs to be took in a new territory? And what I heard coming from this artist, it, it, it defaults to the fact that this dude is going to be a problem. And I'm a like I would love to see how it plays out, you know. Like I said, what, what, what you're seeing and what you got to pay attention to is the fact that these people are students of the culture. They're students of the game. They study. Eminem even studies. The people to deny him a position or certain levels of accolade just because of what he looks like, I think that that's contrary to everything that hip-hop is about. Yeah, I said it. Oh. Because... He studied, and he implemented that level of study. And everything else that we look at where we're getting washed up in these columns is because people are studying the culture and they're applying the, 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 those tenets. They're, they're applying those things that they've studied that are making them, quote, unquote, you know, top of their game. It is formula to it. Deck. Yeah, the formula to it. You know, Definitely. And I, I I would say I would say I could say here and say I really didn't like rap God, but you can't deny it. Homie was spitting on that. Nah, that was whack. It was. I'm saying for what it was worth. For what it was worth, I, mean, I not, think it was I'm whack. Not, yeah, I'm not going against. I think it was whack, but for what it was worth, yeah, I, I think he was spitting. But on that on on that note though, I don't want to take you off to the ground. I have to say salute and a monumental shout out to Sober Fight. Uh, you know, it, it it helps when um one of us one of our team, you know what I mean, when I can see people's grind come to fruition in real time. You know, the brother and sister officially on M T V. They accepted her video with David Banner, the Who to be on MTV University, yeah. MTV Jams, which translates to what? She will be on concert tours now for the rest of her life. I remember seeing Joey Badass and them on MTV Jams for the first time, and I was, like, dumbfounded, blown away by the resurgence of, you know, that that boom bap, that 90s era hip-hop, a young jit, you know, and I knew he was going to make it, so it's the same feeling that I'm getting right now when I see the... Uh, premiere of Star Rock on that major network, you know, it's over. It's, it's officially over, man. It's like it's officially going 
going down. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, shout that's out to Tyreek Nasheed. We... Hold on. Shout out to Tyreek Nasheed. Yeah. Hidden Colors is number one on Amazon. Documentaries, you know, and it beat out. What did it, it beat out? Something beat out a whole bunch of titles. You know, uh, he's not getting any press from the quote-unquote Negro Kenyan website or the, the press junket. You know, we know why that is. Yeah, let's give him his just two here. You know. Uh-huh. God, how, you know what I mean? Indeed. Movement, definitely. Taking the stance, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It should be a very interesting Monument. summer. We finally get this Monument. project out. We could, we could be part of that. Yeah. Monumentary. Yeah. And it was BC weekend here in Los Angeles. So there was a lot oh, yeah. of things taking place in the in, in, in the realm of quote unquote rap. Out, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of concerts, a lot of stuff taking place. Um I was getting a lot of reports from the field asking some things that was you know, cool, some things that wasn't. You know, we'll speak about that during our our next hip hop show. But for the most part, like I said, um I came into contact with some hip-hop that I, I definitely want to package up and introduce to the family. You know what I'm saying? I've seen some dope. i met some dope lyricists. You know, it really okay. got that pop. Um, the information still lives in the music. I'm glad to say that. You know? We just might be looking in the wrong places. So I'm going to play my part, you know, just to get that, just get that vibe, get that stream, make that stream available. Hey, don't forget about you at the same time. Like, I've been listening to the, you know, to the unfinished product, uh, the uh, project that we're working on, and it's like, you know, sometimes we focus a lot on the talents and skills of others. You can't forsake what it is, the kind of work that you got to, that you got to bring. You know what I mean? It's that, that lower 44 mistake that takes the other. That's the truth. I feel you. I feel you, and yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I will, I will never lose sight of that. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm still here. I'm in the kitchen, cooking, and it's a whole lot of, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of pots on the stove. So it's all coming. It definitely is coming. You know what I'm saying, and I'm, I'm very mindful of the timing. We will not let you down. But that next mixtape, it's gonna have some gemstones on it. You know, Law 44 will hit when I get to NY. Our pieces, we're going to start dropping the links for that ASAP. Like I said, sometime tonight, you should be able to go on definitely by tomorrow and uh, see some of the new pieces. Okay? Ocean 14, of course, still on and popping. But, you know, the majority of, of time being spent is, is being spent on repackaging and retooling or what have you. And I read my chart. I know that this was going to be my year to do that particular thing. Order and structure. Order and structure. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> brothers and lines just drop them away from the fallback. I will say if my brother, brother Nasty is on the phone, 
Uh, I appreciate it this time to please press one, and we will beginning to start getting the show together so we can commence. All right. Let me read tonight's description, and then upon finishing the description, we will go to tonight's guest. All right. Join us tonight on Know the Ledge Radio as we introduce our brother, Nasi Yashub El Yabulin, Hebrew Israelite Morris Scholar, as he discusses in detail his book, Ancient Science of Love, the Handbook to Divine Relationships, Love. Tune in and spread the word. This is going to be one that you do not want to miss. All right? Let me go and open up Redfield's line before I open up Brother Nazi's line. Peace, my brother. Are you back? Thank you. Hello? Peace, peace. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? You got to talk into your phone. Say it again. There you go. All right. My brother's calling from a 404. Before we do get into yes. that, I do want to, they want to tell the family that um, I'm scheduled to have a special appearance on New, not New Covenant TV. That's my brother Polite, New Covenant TV, tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be live streaming. He's going back with his uh, cooking show. So he has a powerful demonstration that he wants to share with the family. So uh, if you have his YouTube channel, go check out New Covenant TV family. Subscribe, and you will get the alert as to when they're going live. I believe it might be around 9 p.m. tomorrow. So uh, we look forward to that. Shout out to my brother Polite and his family. I had the privilege of sitting down and chopping it up with him over the weekend. And uh, it's the monuments and things that are works dealing with the uh, New Covenant and KCL. So uh, let's go to the 404, right. bringing our good right. brother now uh, yeah. so we can start and the show. Let me make one announcement very quick. I will say this, family, for the family that is following the Law 44 discussion, I did a profound, like, three- or four-hour interview with Rick Smith for the Rick Smith Show. Uh, this is the brother that did the uh, European Questions of Amor, the Mars Codex, or what have you. So you can find that on my page. You can find that on his page as well, uh, Rick Smith on Facebook. And I think that um, if you go to his site, it's on Spreaker. Spreaker. Rick Smith Show, do you know the exact destination of that that location? Uh, I'll give it to you when I get in front of the computer. I do have it... um, you know, I think it's Spreaker forward slash UFO Teacher or the Rick Smith yeah, Show. okay. UFO Teacher, Rick Smith Show. Um, yeah, it's on Spreaker. You know what I'm saying? So that that, that show is uh, definitely one that you don't want to miss, especially if you want to keep up with the narrative, follow the latest developments. Because we really went in, you know what I'm saying? He was dropping it. He was asking the right questions. And, um, hey, you know, I'm familiar. We I'm had a, a powerful conversation yeah. between us. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm yeah. glad that he followed up. You got your three hours 
platform to go in. I look forward to hearing the show. Get some gems from myself. So, yeah, you know, yeah, Indeed. 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 But in the meantime, in between time, let's get tonight's show started, all right? So I'm going to go to Paula from the Yashuba Ben Zerulam. I'm son of a principal of Shema Yisrael, which is actually located in uh, Brownsville, New York. Um, they Sabbath service start at 10 o'clock, so you can definitely check that out. That's on Saratoga between Dean and Pacific. Um, I actually have a congregation that's in Atlanta, Georgia, 1386, Ralph David Abernathy. It is called Shomei HaTorah. Um, I come from a, a, a various background of, um, of based in Hebrew foundation. Um, I study broad. I come from different avenues. I triangulate the information that I have and receive that's inside of the scriptures and use a divine intuition to maybe give forth a message that the Almighty has uh, conveyed through us as vessels to bring forth his light, you know. So, I mean, everybody goes through stages of transformation, and I'm still in transformation myself, you know, um, growing and growing as I get older, uh, becoming more patient, becoming more knowledgeable, and most of all, becoming more wise, and that's be able to use that discernment to be able to journey through certain places and, and, and gain knowledge. I, um, I actually learned that um, in this walk that everybody has information for me. Everybody has something that I need to uh, uh, gain. And I'm so focused that I will take it from you before you pass. You know, that, that this information is, is needed, and every time I interact with somebody that's in my life, it's a message that's being given to me, uh, to my brothers, um, uh, and from my brothers, through the divine one, you know, and, and, and it's only um, through the hands of the divine one that we have met, you know. So I give all praises to the supreme intellect of the universe and thanking them for allowing me to even just be be relevant and and, and, and having a understanding that and the concern to bring forth information to the people where it's very shallow. So a lot of people are shallow-minded and rejected, but, you know, we're just trying to open up a lot of these minds around here. Indeed, brother. Indeed. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so what you're saying is your entry into the conscious community or rather your introduction into uh, the different schools of thought and knowledge, you're saying that you've benefited off of that? Like you've been able to, you know, retain information and use it for your own benefit or your, your own transformation? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um 
man, I've been study I've been studying. I really wasn't fond of the um um the internet. Most of my stuff comes through uh books, you know, and I was being able to study that and I didn't know the conscious community until I got a call from um uh I guess Sonetta himself after I debated Anka Keck. And then they were telling me about Sarah Swinsetti and, 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 and I started watching Sarah Swinsetti and a little bit of Polite and basically how they were kind of beating up on some of these Hebrews that were out there. And I was like, boy, if, uh, if I get a chance to show them what I know and, and go out there, I, I think I could defend the word better than what they're presenting out there. And definitely one of the biggest avenues in schools that I learned from was uh, 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 Moorish doctrines. So, you know, I, I have to give love and level of respect to all places. Even um, I get knowledge from Sumeria, Sumeria, Sumerian writings, um, Egyptian writings. These things, they all have a commonality in uh uh, and cosmogenies and cosmo- cosmologies that are basically similar and and diverse only in cultural aspects. So they basically a lot of them are talking about the similar creation stories. You could you could even match the creation stories uh, of Egypt and Sumer with the uh, the biblical perspective because it's all science and not one person controls science. We have to understand that when we start getting into a little oh we had it first or we had it. I mean that that that's really a little childish mind game that many of us need to grow out of it because it's, science is needed for survival. So every society that survived or every society that built up had to find science that was um um. Um, cultivate in their indigenous area for them to survive. So science does not belong to an individual group. Science belongs to all groups, and all groups, mm. any group without science is not able to survive. You know what's interesting, brother? Hello, you, you laid on the bomb. Yeah, I'm going to I'm have to take over the controls in a minute. Mm. But, um... <laughs> because that's what... That's that's very profound. And yes, it is, brother. there was a video that we did recently where I was asking our brothers, we had a conversation on 145th Street, we were dialoguing, and I was asking the brothers, you know, because the question came up about, you know, uh, should we allow people of, uh, of a homosexual nature to be teachers in a conscious community? And um, in that conversation... I brought up the fact that, you know, I've never heard of the time when a person opened up a book and the book would discriminate against you. Like, you know, if, if, if you open up a book and because you're a black person, then it might have been written by a Caucasian or a Syrian or an Arab, whatever you, you know, whatever nationality you can name, the book never closed up and was like, nah, you know, this is restricted. Like, you can't read me, you know. So with that being said, you know, there's no color, you know, information is colorblind. There's no restriction or barrier on as, as to who could, you know, receive. You know what I mean? Like the Kabbalah, the definition of the Kabbalah is to receive. So there's no one stopping anyone from receiving knowledge and information. So there may be some, some a group of people of a totally different nationality somewhere in the far corners of the earth that are cracking open the same books that we've been cracking open over this last few decades, doing the same sort of knowledge, you know what I mean, coming to the same sort of conclusions, but they might not look like us or they might not walk like us, but you can't deny the fact that if they're able to receive the information and disseminate it and do something and it transforms them, like, it is what it is. Okay. And, and we have to realize... How long did the Moorish community survive off of just using science from the Quran and science from the uh, the scriptures? 
I mean, so that was one of the most powerful, um, powerful empires that ever existed. So, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, and we got a debate coming up, and I know we're going to get into that. But, you know, I, I man, y'all, y'all ready for that talk? Y'all talk that topic? <laughs> Say it again? I said, y'all ready for that debate topic? Because I just wanted to touch on it briefly. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. We can touch, we can touch on it briefly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, you know, we got a um um we got a debate coming up supposedly. Um, me, Shaw Tazariak, uh, to uh, um Tazariak, I N C B K, Shaw A O C. Shout out, um, Shout out to my brother, my brothers. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And um against uh my brother Polite, my brother Shaka Atmos, and one uh um uh, our revered teachers uh, Reggie. You know, um, good brother. Um, it is it, again yeah, definitely a good brother. You know, we I, I don't know after we left that um. That meeting of the masters, or uh, uh, gathering of the masters, young masters, man. We stood out there, me, Sharp, and Reggie, and uh, Iman Bashir stood out there at three o'clock in the morning, just chopping it up, um, having celebrati- celebratory beverages, man, just under- enjoying ourselves, man. You know, um, and just building, man. So um, the thing coming up now is, I was I was never going to enter and do another debate, and probably if things don't fall right, I don't I don't know I don't know. We looking at it now. But I find this to be an opportunity that the scriptures, I think during the time of my debate with Seti, and shout-out to the brother Seti, man. Uh, uh, I would love to hear from the brother. I actually would love to do some work with the brother in the community and, and, and build up our young brothers and sisters. So if you get this message, brother, reach out to me. Um, but after I debated Seti, I think I opened up the book back to a lot of people who closed the book. And I, I think the debate that might be possibly coming up will allow me to capitalize and finish off what I started. I have so much information that I've been uh, sitting on and ready to release and unleash on, uh, on on the world, man. And I think it's going to change the face of the game. And and, I, and mind you, I would not come into no debate thinking that I'm just going to it's just going to be a close debate. I already understand that the information I'm bringing is is going to make it a landslide because I don't need no uh, Babylon or Timbuktu, Hebrewism, the West Africa. And and, and when you, when you come in with information that we're coming with. It's new information, and it's information that is going to change the face of, of, of our biblical discussions today. And um, so I think it's definitely going to be a, a, a great debate, but just look for it. Just look for the solid information coming from us three brothers. Indeed. Um One thing that I could say about the puzzle being complete or the different veils that need to be lifted, you know, the voice and the teachings and the wisdom of our Hebrew Israelite brothers was not necessarily being heard in the community. Henceforth, you said that you were just introduced to Brother Sarnetta when you received a phone call a year ago. You feel what I'm saying? But you've been teaching and building and doing what you've done but somehow the conscious community or, you know, the, the network hates you, you know. Mm-hmm. So what you brothers are bringing into the stream of consciousness with this information, filling in the pieces, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, because we, we, we still, we, I, in my humble opinion, until we receive all of our pieces, like putting a saw back together, we will not mm-hmm. be complete. There will still be, uh, sure. there will still be questions. We'll still be wondering. You feel what I'm saying? There'll still be a, a large piece missing. So I really do feel like you brothers are returning and restoring 
that which is missing. You're answering some of these questions. I've been with my brother uh, Turtle Gang, my brother Naru, uh, who is very knowledgeable about ancient uh, Lenape and ancient Aboriginal indigenous information dealing with the clan mothers and just dealing with our story over here in the Americas. Also dealing with the tribes and the clans and shout whatnot. Out, shout out to shout out to Naru. That's my brother. That's one of my secret weapons, man. That's a secret <laughs> weapon right there. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even think people realize what my dude is, is sitting on and the kind of information he's retaining. But yeah. every time me and him link up, you know, it's a lecture itself. You know what I'm saying? Like every time I, I'm, I'm a humble student because. He stays dropping these gems and, and connecting the dots, and you know what I mean, and just opening up my eyes when I thought that I might have known it all at that point. He's like, "Nah, bro, let me let me share something with you. Let me point you in this direction, you know." Yeah. And um, he speaks highly of you. He speaks very highly of you. He speaks very highly of information, the the validity of your information, and what it is that you bring into the table, and the importance of you. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So. No. And that's why I, I try not to, I try not yeah. to represent just, I, I think more so on the broader strength, man. I represent uh, 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 the Moorish community. I represent the Hebrew Israelites, you know, because like even uh, people don't know it, but I, I'm Cherokee. You understand? Um, so Indeed. so when, when I when I ran into Nauru and, and I found out that you know the name was Zalaji, you know, which means the upright ones. That's the same thing Israel means. You know what I'm saying? The upright. And then he connected it back and showed you how the Israel Hebrews were connected to the Cherokees. And I did more research. So man, it's so much stuff, man. When I when I say we when we say we debating or we jumping, uh, uh, I got Hebrews giving info, brothers jumping on it. Uh, the Moorish community, I'm working with a brother named Abdul. I actually did something with Sharif Bay. I'm about to put online, um, um, mm. and it's about gang members, you know, because a lot of people like to attack the gangs, but don't realize people like to attack the gangs, but don't realize the gangs have a foundation that's actually natural. Like perfect example. It's 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 in our social nature to come together collectively, and what gangs are actually doing are coming together and unifying and creating their own nationality, creating their own communities, and having structure which many of us lack. And the yeah. only thing that so when our youth join something is not because they forsook the teachings of their parents. They only joined because this was something that was lacking, and we didn't give them anything to collectively be a part of. So they did what was in their innate nature to be a part of something that's big and create a rebellion doctrine against this own government and society. The only thing with our younger brothers and sisters we need to do is guide them into the right direction. And show them the things that some of the things that they're doing is beautiful, and we can put this in place, and we can take over our community, and we actually have to look and learn from our youth now. Well, speaking from a perspective of somebody who used to be in a posse, I wasn't in a gang. We were in posses back in the days, right, Blue? Okay. Yes, sir. And the sense of family. You know what I'm saying? Being young, you know, adolescents, young adults, you know, we were in our teenage years in our Flatbush, Brooklyn, you know, in an era where you had, you, you know, you needed some, you needed, a, you needed a family to survive out there. You needed an affiliation, you know, mm-hmm. you needed some big brothers, you know, you needed, you needed people to help steer you through the rites of passage. 
because people yeah, were disappearing. You needed, you needed that, that, that level. Behind. Yeah, you needed that level of mentorship because you know that like city eats its own. They was eating yes, their own. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They was eating and their own. And my father, the people that yeah, they was just dad, able to give you that level of insight that you know you might have to cough a lung up to get. You might have to cough so up a lung. And my blister. father was there. And at the same time, yeah, you get in. But he couldn't come outside with us. He wasn't in the street. He wasn't in the streets with us. You feel what I'm saying? Like What's he gave that? us the gems. He gave us the tools that we needed as the, that a father would give his son, you know, to be a man. But he wasn't mm-hmm. in those streets right. with us. You know, he couldn't walk. So us, we were you know, compromised, like, right? We couldn't be compromised. Yeah, so. You know what I'm saying? We didn't. We didn't. We didn't go down certain roads or what have you. Because we had that that level of discipline and that balance, but at the same time, there was this thing that was taking there was things taking place in the streets that he wasn't teaching, he didn't know about apparently. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the streets came in for that well-rounded education that was very necessary. And in between that, you know, you get your lessons and what have you. What I want to speak to you about, brother, because I've been following um, your narrative. And as, I, as I've been delving into my studies, you know, I've been chasing the meaning of this number 44. That's pretty much like become one of my, uh, my life focuses at this particular time. And a lot of it leads back to the Bible, at least the scripture, and the fact that, you know, these biblical texts are written in codex. So as I'm learning Jamaica, as I'm learning Hebrew, as I'm learning um, different things, about different ways to, to look and to interpret the Bible, you know, I'm pretty much, um, I, that's why, I, you know, I was very appreciative of what I'm seeing come forth by way of yourself and brothers in the community. And I do notice that a lot of people have, or different factions have different approaches towards the information. Uh, in your circle, do you have conversations where you're looking at current events, you're looking at things that are taking place in real time, and you're saying, wait, coincides with this particular scripture, or that coincides with this particular scripture? You know, there's your um, contemporaries look at the Bible as a living word, as a living testament, something that actualizes itself in the now. Okay. Yeah, um, definitely, man. Um it, it wouldn't be a perfect book if it didn't, and, and this is what I say, um, and that's why I show the the existence of the scriptures and why the Torah is written a certain way, and and you're looking at you. We're talking about your 44. You're just talking about a double gateway, a double a double door. You know that in the entrance, the entrance yes. to go into. Yeah, it's a double gateway. Um, but when we look at things, let's look a perfect example. Um, many take the Bible from a barbaric or archaic perspective. A lot of things that you hear about the scriptures when they when they attack it are very archaic. Like um, when the portion in Ezekiel, the prophet, I've seen Ali Muhammad, my brother, and I love him. I, I build with him a lot. Um, but he used one of the um, scriptures where uh, the prophet was told to eat dung. And it was to show a prophetic. It was it was to show a prophetic statement. And the prophet did not want to eat the dung, but in the scripture, the prophecy. So he ate. The, he used cow dung to cook his meal, right? And in yes. it, it was representation. And in the book says, it says, "In this, what you will eat in your foreign land when I scatter you." 
Now, now we're sitting here fighting over GMOs and Monsanto's and all of this other stuff that the Creator already prophesied, and the place that we go into is going to be crap. Our food is going to be garbage. And that's why you see in Daniel, and you also see in the Apocrypha in the book of Tobit, where Daniel um, doesn't eat and partake in the king's meat. He sustains himself with a, a, a more so of a vegan diet and stays away from all the contaminated food. And we also see this in Tobit. Our instruction is to stay away from these meats and these things that are contaminating us in the foreign society. Even when you deal with the, even when you deal with the aspect of uh, Jacob in Levan, I know if you remember the story when Jacob, um, he went into, um, he went to stay with his uh, uncle Levan, right? And he went there, yes. and Levan tricked him. But the word Levan means white man in Hebrew. So the white man tricked them into slavery or servitude. And in his statement, Levan makes a statement is, don't leave me. I keep you because I am blessed because of you, so I can't let you go. Mm. So in it, he serves 20 years, which correlate with 2,000 years of servitude. So he, sa- he saves 20 years and he saves servitude until he supplants and tricks his way out of slavery. So this is the things that correlate to what we're talking about today. If, there, if that is not talking about us, then who is it talking about? And it brings forth the image of a white man deceiving us and tricking us into slavery like we have gotten tricked into slavery. But the prophecy is telling you also how to get out of there. There's so many things in the scriptures that, that correlate and actually happens today. Like perfect example, I did a, a portion. The portion was called Shalak Lakai. This is a portion inside of the Torah where... The, the Joshua and Moses, they, Moses sends spies out to the land. Now, this is actually dealing with a psychological aspect of human nature, that some people perceive things from what they're taught subconsciously. So they send out spies from each tribe, and each tribe, as you know, it either represents uh, astronomical uh, 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 zodiac in some aspects. It also represents 12 faculties of the human mind. Now the first spy that was sent, one of the one of the spies that was sent out was from the tribe of Reubain, which Reu means to see. So it deals with the faculty of eyes, and there were two offshoots of this Reubain. One was Shemua, and one was Zakor. Shemua means to record. Zakor means to reflect, and this is what the eyes do. The eyes record and reflect images into the brain. Now, the next yeah. spy, because we're dealing with physiology, the next spy that was sent out was named Shimon or Simeon. Simeon comes from the word Shema, meaning to hear, dealing with the faculty of hearing. And one of the offshoots was Kori. Kori means a cave. A cave symbolically represents the subconscious part of the mind. But Kori also means imprisoned or freedom. The things that you put in the subconscious part of your mind determines whether you're a free man or you're a prison man. So when we go into the psychological aspect, most of us are captivated or, or, or captured inside of, 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 of slavery or a slave mind is because we're taking in this information from foreigners who are planting this into our media. That's why God hop is so important that is putting it in our media, that we are, we are nodding our heads negative information and subconsciously agreeing with it. So we have to utilize these teachings and have to understand that it's coming from a deeper science and deeper perspective that actually deals with actual people, but their names in itself are titles that are given to, given to them by their peers and their counterparts. 
So the spirituality that's involved inside of the scriptures can elevate anyone if they read it right. The Bible is only as smart as the person who takes it. So if you're an ignorant person, you can manipulate it and use it against other people to take over your people. So this is where we're battling. Most of the people's attacks against the scriptures is very archaic, is really primitive, and is actually counter chemic. Like I was in a discussion where somebody said, well, why would God create, why would God create um, uh, 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 people and destroy them with a flood? And, and in it, their name is, their name in itself was uh, Sekhmet. They had Sekhmet involved in their name. But not realizing that Sekhmet was created by our tomb to destroy the world with a flood. So the same yeah. archaic primitive understanding you have that you're attacking the Bible with is a universal black African understanding and anthropomorphism of divine interference in the earth. See, the white man can give you the Bible and make you hate what you believe in, and you're confused. But the scriptures he gave you was whitewashed. Once you understand when you read the ancient languages, the ancient languages paint a completely different picture than what you see in a translation that's given to you. I think that you uh, put that very beautifully. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Well, it's just, it's just you know, it, it, it's the our growth, brother. It's only, and, and, yeah. It's, it's, uh-huh. you know, just like you said, it's, the scriptures is only as sharp as this reader. You know, it, it'll only be interpreted as such. So somebody with a very small view, very myopic view of, of something that's so so grandeur and so all-encompassing, like you said, if, if properly applied, it can speak to all things and their instructions therein, you know what I'm saying? Because it's scientific at the root of it, but it's, 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 it's a beautiful science because it's put in analogy, it's put into poetry, it's put into narrative, and I think that just, a, just like you said, just because we got... European fingerprints on it now as it's packaged and presented, you know what I'm saying? People are throwing the baby out with the bathwater, not understanding that that's totally a book of magic. And I feel more so now than ever because of these particular applications that I'm uncovering just by doing some basic research. And I'm like, damn, I don't don't hear nobody talking about this. Why not? And I just think we, we have it all wrong, you know what I'm saying? We have it all wrong in terms of our approach. So, you know, I really wish that, uh, not even wish, but I long for the day to see there being a much more um, respectable conversation being had with our scholars. I want to see the Israelites sit down with A. Rashid and, and get into this Kabbalah. We can talk about the Hebrew, yeah. we can talk about the four worlds. You know, why are these concepts? you know, not being addressed and discussed by a larger swath of us, you know what I'm saying? Can we bring the, the, the Egyptologists, quote-unquote, the comedic, the, you know, the brothers that are studying about Kemet, can we bring them to the table and just, begin, can we bring the, the, the cosmos physicians to the table at the same time, just like you said, and explain that these are different variances of information that came to different people in different ages, you know? But why focus on the differences, you know what I'm saying? 
Let's look for the commonality, not only in the message, but the fact that the fact is that we are all here now. Mm. Now you have to understand okay. that a lot of this, the 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 beef, it comes from our uh, social brainwash and our media brainwash. Like perfect example, most people, okay, some people, um, like let's let's use the he- Hebrew aspect. Some people will leave the Hebrew breakdown and go to Judaism because they feel that the Judaism um, uh, or the breakdown from uh, greater than the Hebrew breakdown. But if you are getting elevated, then that's okay. It's, it's a beautiful thing. But what happens is some people are always used to being on the bottom, so they take information that they are gathering and they bash other people because it only makes them feel better. Instead of looking at the knowledge and elevating the knowledge, everybody's trying to see who is the smartest, who got the best information. Oh, the Bibles. Oh, that's a piece of crap. Throw that book in the trash. This is really a person that's hurting inside, and they need some. They need some um, um, attention. They need to feel like they're really somebody. So they go around and bashing as many people as they can to elevate themselves only in their own mind, but it makes them feel victorious because they've been struggling their whole life and they past. They've been hurt, and they've been hurt by people who've been related to the Bible, who have maybe mentioned the Bible before, or they didn't like the church they went to. So they're almost like victims who are now attacking and becoming the oppressors. So this is what's going on in our conscious community. We have a bunch of uh, uh, feminine individual, feminine males who are using their feminine energy to fight and scratch and kick each other just to feel like they're the toughest or the best of the bunch and the most educated instead of using that knowledge to build and come together and build our nation together collectively and understanding that we can do so. You have to think about it. Like, we, we talk RBG and we say red, black, green all day. But how can you say red, black, green and kick out the... Israelites or the Bible. We are the RBGs. You understand what I'm saying? So we, we, our information that we're putting out there is almost uh, contradicting itself. So we're only elements of contestation because all we like to do is argue and debate each other over these things instead of realizing that, yo, you Israelites were powerful people. Y'all did a lot in the community. Rabbi Ford, Rabbi Matthews, and UNIA. They were backing Rabbi. Uh, um, they were backing Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey was a soldier of the Bible. Nat Turner was a soldier of the Bible. Elijah Muhammad said. He said this. He said. He said, Allah revealed to me that we are the children of Israel, and if I'm lying, may Allah take my breath away from me. So. So for us to, to, to continue to fight on what led this revolution and what made this upstart and what and look at Prophet Crowley. Prophet Crowley was the largest he, he was the black that owned the most land in America. He's a Hebrew Israelite. We can keep on going on and that's why I say now to awake a sleeping giant, my brother and all of these other people that Israelites are the RBGs, and we are all RBGs, and we can all bang on the system together. That's right. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. So definitely, we we, we talk about this ancient science of love, brother. <laughs> you know? Yes, I don't indeed. know if you're ready I mean, for this that. Is a perfect segue to it, That's you know, true. because... In your demonstration, you know, it appears that the majority of the things that you do are out of love. And, um, you know, in essence, 
Um, I think that by observing people's conversation, you know, everyone is pretty much proposing a different road or a different route, ultimately, to peace and love. You know what I'm saying? You know, what is it all about? What are we what are we banging on the system to get? You know what I'm saying? And where are we looking to get to go? You know, people want freedom so they can have they can be free to love as they choose. You know what I'm saying? People want freedom so they can actually experience a time of peace rather than just knowing always perpetual war. You know? So I feel that what you're speaking on is, is directly related to tonight's topic. But I definitely want you to continue. Definitely. Um, let me tell you why I wrote the book Ancient Science of Love. Um, I was amongst um I'm a raised Hebrew, I'm third generation Hebrew, right? And I, I was raised once Muslims also. So um I have a very uh vast vast background. Um but I I started to see that a lot of people in our community, especially in religious community or black power movements, the women were always unhappy. And they were always pushed to the back burner. You know, and, 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 and I have to say, I was one of them brothers. I was I was raised up, you know, we were more militant. We were a rebel class, you know. Uh, um, go outside, go to war, come back, and, and make sure everything in line and, and, and nothing else, you know. And I realized as growing and developing that I was, that is not who I was. And I have to mimic, I have to see how things work in life. And a lot of us were raised in a household without a father. And some of us that were raised in a household with a father, our father was passive. He was passive, so he let a lot of a lot of stuff slide. And not raised with a father, um, we have to understand that we only, when we get into a relationship, we're only mimicking what a father is supposed to be. And what we have to realize is that the media knew this, and the media started putting our father images in on TV for us. The first father image they gave us was Goldie and Shaq. And subconsciously, we knew these were criminals, but they became the high-class people of our community and people we as young brothers look to be. We always wanted to be hipster hustlers. And then a woman subconsciously in her mind, knowing that this is not a good match for her, she still sees that as that being the alpha male because she was raised in the household without the father also. So they look to these men subconsciously because the media makes them the alpha males, so they automatically are programmed to follow guys who have the characteristics like Shaft or Goldie. So when Shaft and Goldie was played out, then they gave us boys in the hood. So now the new alpha males became the gangsters and the hustlers, which with, along with the media, when they give us the music, every, every good girl loves a bad guy. Behind every uh, uh, bad, bad boy is a good woman. Um, I love me some Mr. Wrong. They're pumping inside of our mind, in the depth part of our mind, that it's okay to get in a relationship with bad men. So you have these educated women who go through college, and they do all of these great, wonderful things. They're so intelligent when it comes to book smarts, but they always settle for a man who they know isn't good. So when I started realizing these things and started studying these things, I decided to start to change and be the man that 
tries tries hard to make um, his wife happy. And this change started when I had one, but I have two now. But this change started in me because naturally I'm a lover. I'm a loving, caring individual. I love people. I, I love humanity. Uh, I used to be the one that used to stick up for the uh, the, the, the handicapped people in school when people were making fun of them. I used to hurt when other people hurt. I, I, I counsel all day long. So I knew that if I can give this much love to some, someone and individuals, that the one who holds me near and dear, I can give her way more than anybody else gets. So I decided to write a book to, to answer a lot of questions, and plus I was doing a lot of counseling, so now I could just refer people to the book instead of continue saying the same thing over again. So in this book, I wanted to knock out some of the things that we have to understand. And before we do that, I want people to understand that you're not going to see the scriptures the same way. Because we look at Ma'at as a beautiful thing, and Ma'at is a beautiful thing. It's balanced. The woman is a balance. She's the balance and harmony of the universe and all of that great and great and excellent things that we can say you highlight about woman. But we have to realize that you had a book that said the same thing sitting on your desk. When we look into the Hebrew, you see that there was a woman named Kawa. Kawa, she was created from the first atom, which is the atom, and they split because it was both male and female. It just split. And when you read about the rib, you say the rib, the side of a DNA strand is called the ribonuclei. The ribonuclei. There goes your rib. You're split and the take a fourth of the rib. But when we see this masculine energy and this feminine energy dividing, this feminine energy, Kawa, represents the Hebrew letters Ket. The Ket is a wall, something that divides. Then there's the Wav, which is a connecting being. It's connecting what was divided into the hay, which is the spiritual bridge. So this Kawa, which is translated Eve, is the connecting port to the spiritual breath of God. And Eve, inside the human, inside the, 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 the English language, Eve becomes the balancer. That's why her name is Eve. Eve is in the middle of the word level, E-V-E-L. Eve is in the middle of the word evening. Eve is in the middle of the word even. Eve is in the middle of the word lever, something you pull to bring balance. So when we realize that our woman is the balancing aspect of the man, then we can make a step further and say maybe the scriptures is not bashing our sisters, it's actually speaking highly of them. So once we push, start pushing that to the side, now we can open our minds and say, feed me more. Then the book tells you that a man shall cleave unto his woman, that he should depart and cleave unto his woman. And it's not good for man to dwell alone, the scripture says, because a man that is just that masculine energy and doesn't have the polarity of the, of the feminine energy is off balance. The scriptures has been teaching us these things. So now we look into this beautiful world, we have to understand that through loving someone, we have to understand how the human body works. In the beginning, the creator created this garden, the Eden, this place of paradise, this vast garden. And to the east of the garden, which is representing the right hemisphere of the brain, was this paradise. And in this paradise, there was a serpent. 
This serpent is the representation of the reptilian part of your brain that deals with sexuality and that deals with reproduction. No, no, the serpent isn't negative in the Bible. Each symbol has a negative and a positive aspect. It is just dealing with a physical part of your body. So now the serpent is telling the woman to eat from the tree of knowledge and good of good and evil, the tree of knowledge. In ancient Sumeria, the serpent represents a coil. A coil is a representation of the double helix strand of DNA from our ancient scientists. So what did the serpent teach Eve how to do? Eve is representing the feminine energy of reproduction. He taught Eve how to reproduce. So that's why you have the 22, you have the 22 characters in the Hebrew alphabet that represents the 22 chromosomes, and it's actually a 23rd chromosome that is added because there's a guy in the ancient Hebrew that's been removed from the language, which is actually a DNA strand in itself. So now we understand that this serpent is dealing with reproduction, but the reproduction was before the divine one had given way and given the word for it to happen. And plus, when you, when you ejaculate, that kudalini energy that rises up the serpent goes all the way up to the top and comes back down and releases out of your semen, and you lose a part of your life force. So that immortality that you were in, you gave it up for reproduction. So now our whole job, after we kicked out of the right hemisphere of our brain and dealing in a logical world, we have to find back, come and find and search for that oneness. But to find that oneness, we have to find that balance with our feminine counterparts. These are things we have to consider. So now when we come into a modern-day time, we deal with the word love. Love is so bastardized. Love actually has no meaning anymore. People say, I love you, but they don't know what love is because they haven't loved themselves. They begin to think love is lust. And that's the confusion because if you look up the word love in the English dictionary, it says a strong and powerful feeling for another person. And you look up the word lust and it's the same exact definition. So the confusion is placed inside of the dictionary to confuse you because when you think you have a strong urge or a desire towards something, you love it. That is not always true So we have to realize that what does this Hebrew word mean Or this word love It comes from a Hebrew word called ahava Ahava The Hebrew word is ahava Which is a aleph A, 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 a vape And a hay The aleph is a bullhead Meaning strength or majesty But in the ancient Medunetta That bull's horn means exalted See, so sometimes you have to triangulate because they're both Afro-Asiatic languages. So that exalted bait, that exalted house dealing with both sides of the brain, the house is exalted through the haze, the spirit of God. So we're talking about a divine spirit that's inside of that building, that's inside of the place between the bait. The bait carries the masculine energy and the feminine energy. It's the perfect balance that's being exalted inside of one place. So this is love. Love is a feeling. Love is an emotion that connects people from distances. It's an energy. It's a vibration that allows you to connect with somebody that you have not even seen in a long time or connect with people that you have been away from from a distance in a, in a while and 3,000 miles, and you still can connect with them because our body is built off what we know as empathetic neurons. It deals with empathetic neurons. When we deal with empathetic neurons, we have to realize what exactly and how does that work. 
Empathetic neurons is something that your body feels when somebody else is doing something great. It's what actually connects you to another person. Like when you are listening to American Idol and somebody singing and you feel that same vibration and you got that going on and you feel like you singing and it make you feel good, that's the empathetic neurons that's kicking in. These things connect us. Our body rewards us for loving one another. But science teaches different. If we look at it, when we wake up with a headache, first thing we do is we go to get aspirins. But that means we don't understand who we are. The, 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 the book teaches you about love. But when you get that aspirin, it does nothing for you, but it kind of dumbs down the headache. When in all actuality, only thing you have to do is roll over and cuddle with your mate or even make love with your mate or have sex with your mate. And then the dopamine and the serotonin is released in your brain to relieve you of a headache. But we are taught by barbarians how to heal ourselves. But don't understand that the body is healed through love. This is so powerful. We really have to think about these things. When we walk through these worlds and we walk through our life by holding on to things that was in our past that has destroyed us, the book tells us you should not hold a grudge. So that means that you have to forgive those who hurt you or eventually you will become like those who hurt you. I will share... If you repeat something over and over in your life, then finally when you get something good, you do not know how to treat it because you're dealing with the repetition of your past. And these grudges that we hold, we have to release them, let them go because they store up negative energy inside of us which blocks us from receiving that higher level and opening up that pineal gland and receiving that fluid that is supposed to make us feel like we're anointed. So when we look at ourselves, let's look at our sisters, for example. You ever seen a beautiful woman who walks around and, and she's insecure? And you're just like, how is she insecure? She's so beautiful. Well, let me show you how insecurities build up. Because media yep. teaches it's okay to go through different relationships, go through different men, back and forth. So when a sister has been through with seven men in her life, then when she gets in a good relationship, all she knows is men walking out of her life. So she feels that deep down inside, this man that she loves is going to walk out just like everybody else. So mm. it's only a feeling that's coming from her past of dealing in repetition on what society told us it was okay. So now these are the things that we have to remember and reflect on as divine people, that every time a, a woman has sex with a man, she releases a bonding hormone which means she's connected to this man. It's the same hormone that's releasing when she's breastfeeding her child. This is a connection that is never able to be separated. So as divine gods and goddesses, we cannot be just hopping from relationship to relationship to relationship. And that's why the Bible says, and a woman shall cleave unto her man. It's science. It's not folktale. Then it says, and a man shall rule over his woman. And then the woman said, well, why does a man have to rule over me? No, the word used in Hebrew is mishal. It means dominion. What a man releases when he falls in love with a woman is, is he creates a territorial gene, which is over our area and protection. He has it over his children, his wife. He has dominion over the area and is protective. So this is how a man's job is to defend his family. 
as we know, we look into a lion. The lion defends everything around his family. But once he steps into the den with the lioness, he's a lover again. And a lot of us soldiers, we never know how to put down that mask of being the warrior when we're in front of the beautiful blessing that God has put before us, as Noble Drew Ali says, that women should be cherished because they're a blessing from God. So when we listen to these things and you see something that's so beautiful, you have to realize that all the selfishness you have, brothers, has to go and invest in this woman. Because the Hebrew word for heaven is shemayim, which is masculine. And the feminine word, the earth, earth is aratot, which is a feminine energy. The heavens, the masculine energy is the energy that gives, and the woman receives, and she gives back, and the man gives, and she gives back. This is a perpetual energy that has to be given. Our women have been deprived of their natural, their natural caring. We were supposed to cater to these beautiful queens, but instead we neglected them because of our own selfishness. Now, I walked this way of life. I've been through this, and I've seen this. I had to realize that it was the elder's house that I went to, and the elder, he was 50-something years old, and he had a woman that was like 39. The woman was beautiful. I mean, she had, uh, uh, she was very beautiful, had a beautiful body and everything. But the elder was old and a little, you know, a little on the older side. But every time the woman would walk past him, he would touch her legs or her thighs or stroke her, 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 her body, squeeze her close to him every single time she walked by. And I would put my head down every time he looked up. And he said, young man, you think I'm crazy, don't you? I said, no, 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 sir. You think I'm a freak? I said, no, sir. He said, let me tell you something, young man. Every time your woman walks past you, never let her walk past you without you touching her, acknowledging that she's there. Let her know you feel her every presence. You know that she's there every single minute, and you appreciate her being there by your side. Because there's never going to be a person in this life that loves you more than a person that's sitting next to you or laying in the same bed. And that was the beginning of me changing. That was the beginning of the steps of my life that I started to understand that maybe that woman that was at the house with me that loves me, she loves me, but maybe she's not completely happy because I think that emotional is bad. When emotional is not bad, there's a negative emotions and there's positive emotions. I just have to lift up her positive emotions and get rid of her negative emotions. I have to let her know that there's nothing to be insecure about. I have to tell her that she's beautiful and I love her. I have to keep on reminding her and telling her every day and telling her I love you, baby. You're my queen. You're my princess. And we think, well, hey, you know I love you. Why do I got to keep saying it? Because our women are emotional and they need that nourishment. You are masculine. You might not need that as much. But we need to tend to the beautiful things that are before us and become romantic. And our sisters, we need to stop pushing our brothers away. We need to st- stop being women of contestations and controversy and, 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 and contention. We have to actually begin to learn how to love our husband. The man is the rock. The rock is a masculine energy. The woman is the water. Water is a feminine energy. That feminine energy will form and be submissive to any solid matter that's around it. But in truth, the water is stronger than the rock because through patience, the water will form the rock. 
and that's a lesson for our sisters. Through your submission to your man is how you control your relationship. So when you have a place and you create an environment where your man doesn't want to come home because you're constantly nagging with him, then he's going to force his way outside of the household and look for someone else who talks to him, who makes him feel like a man, who makes him feel like royalty, feel like royalty, who makes him feel like he has a throne somewhere, who makes him feel like he's special. Anyone who gives him simple conversation, how you doing? Someone with a soft tone to just turn him on. So let us stop driving our powerful and righteous male figures that's inside of our house, outside of our house, because desperate housewives tell you to do so. See, if we really want to uplift our families, if we really want perfect relationships, let's throw the TV garbage, that BET, and all that other stuff in the trash. Because it's, nothing, it's doing nothing but subconsciously brainwashing us as a people and having us behave like animals. There's so much things that we can speak about. And there's so many, so many different levels, but there's things that our brothers have to tell you. You know what I mean? Um, red pill, blue pill. I want to share. I want to share with my brothers, and, and and we all talk, and we can have an open conversation. What's some of the things that you have a pet peeve against as a male? You said nobody Yeah, something, something that a, a woman a woman does yeah. that bothers you. You know. Got uh, watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, the mimicking of the behavior of the, um, the the outward influence of these um, women that they're putting out in front of us, the influential, the Nicki Minaj's, the uh, the Tammy's, the um, the 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 Rob's, the Hoseline and all of them, right. also of uh, loving hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm seeing. Our sisters mimic them in their attitudes. I mean, I'm seeing them mimic them in their talk. I'm seeing them sitting around. They want to now. They want to sit around at, at, at like you know, they want to go to the same restaurants and sit and gossip and talk about what everybody else is doing. And they want to, you know mm. what I mean? Not, not a, so mm. those are some of the things. Yeah, and I, 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 I keep that personally. Definitely. And that's true. You know, want to. One of one of the one of man's biggest pet peeves in a relationship is, you know, nagging. Okay. A woman that just consistently, you know, don't understand it. Maybe three or four times is enough. But fourteen and fifteen, uh, yeah. you know, that might be borderline. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and and you know what? And, and our sisters need to learn sometimes how to set the foundation for a conversation. Like you know what I mean? Like if you want to, you know, make a nice dinner. You know what I mean? Lay it out. Sit. How was your day? Um, do you have time? When you have time, I would like to discuss something with you. Or you know, it's it's presentation that we all have to work on. You know, because once we start off the gate, oh, what's this? What's that? A man automatically, he has a small attention span. A man don't want to hear all, He doesn't want to hear all that. But you have to be mindful, brothers, that we have to listen. You know what I mean? Yes, because we sometimes do. we make it, well, we, we push it off, and we never really get around to the conversation. Oh, I'll talk to you later. Uh, I don't want to speak about it now. Eventually, we have to speak about it and address it to the fact where it's over with and it no longer has to be discussed. I agree. 
Yeah. So all these things that we, 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 we're talking about today is very powerful because, like you said, our, and our men, too, you, you get what I'm saying? When, when a man acts as a thug, that is not a masculine um, um, uh, attribute. That's a attribute. feminine attribute. It's yeah. actually a feminine attribute. Why you step on my shoes? Why, why? I mean, that's easy. You're easily thrown off and you're, emotion, you're emotionally all over the place. So yeah. these are the things because who, who were we raised by? We were raised by our mothers. So naturally, even if we pretend like we're tough in the aggression and what we're saying, it's still a feminine response. And us as a man, we have to realize that some of these things that we're doing are not representing us as men. And our sisters, like, there's in the, in the Ancient Science of Love, inside my book, I touch on a story. Um, there's a story in there, and I'm not going to go through the whole story and, 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 and drop everything, but there's a story in there where a woman, she's so excited. She's been listening, to, watching social media. She's been reading 50 Shades of Grey, so she got sexual positions inside of her mind, and she doesn't want to sleep with anyone. She just, she just loves her husband. Just wants to mm. be with her, so, so she so she gets dinner ready because she thinks tonight is going to be the night where she's just going. They're going to have a romantic night, and then so she puts the dinner on. The dinner getting ready. She goes in there. She she gets some regular pajamas. She dig back in the drawer and get her sexy pajamas and her lingerie out of there. And then she pulls off her book. She gets her book and get in her tub. She's looking in the mirror at herself, looking at her curves, looking at her. She still got it. She's feeling good about herself because guess what? Women love themselves. They looking in the mirror naked every single day. So uh-huh. she looking, she sees she still got it. So she getting in the tub, marinating, smelling good for her man and getting ready. Then the man comes through the house, and she hears the door open. So she get out the tub, dry off, put on her sexy clothes, and she runs to get his food ready as he enters the door on the cell phone. So she sits, she lets him sit down on the couch. He's on the cell phone. She makes him this, she get, makes him this beautiful plate. And then she gives him the plate. He's on the cell phone. She kind of strokes his back, and he puts his hand up like, wait, I'll talk to you in a second. So her day is starting to go downhill. Then she goes in the room, and she lays down. She looks on Instagram, and there goes somebody having sex from a different sexual position. So she begins to get excited again, waiting for her husband to come in there. She just ends up falling asleep. He eventually comes in there. And he turns her over, gives her the regular strokes, and rolls off. Now, in her mind, she's disappointed because she got excited, and she thought tonight would just be different than any other night. She thought that tonight he would really pay attention to all her crevices. He thought that tonight she would pay attention to the delicate nature of her skin, that he would, that he would talk to her, that he would have exchange a passionate kiss with her, lay with her, touch her, feel her energy. But it didn't happen. And this is the point that how long do you think that's going to last and work? How long can our women evolve sexually or become more in tune? Because we're more so into the quantity of sex while they're more so into the quality of it. How long are we not going to care about the quality of it? And forget that our, our sisters are women of touch. They love to be touched. They love to be, they love to be touched all over their body in different parts and just to understand that they are beautiful, and you, and you magnify their glory by expressing it through your acts. We have to take care of these women or their mind to leave the household. And these are some of the things that we all have to address. We have to start addressing these issues because adultery is on an all-time high. Yeah. Adultery is okay now. Yes, it is. With all the other yeah. social, uh, you know, all of the, the, the 
the depletion of the value system, um, well, yeah, adultery got thrown out the window as well when, when everybody let all of the other iniquities in. Yep. You know, with the whole, I mean, because it was bad before with the soap operas. But yeah. it, you know, that, that, that washed up a certain percentage of people. But when it went into prime time and when it got its own talk shows and, you know, I always say this, that when we were younger, you know, I'm sure me and you, were, we were around the same, we come out of the same generation. We would watch Jerry Springer. I mean, we started yeah. out with Richard Bay. We started out yeah. with Ricky Lake. You know what I mean? We started out with yeah. Sally Jesse Raphael. Then we went into um, the era of uh, your boy. Um, what's that boy name? Montel. Oh no, nah, not even Montel. He's lightweight. They're talking about Jerry Springer, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Maury came yeah. afterwards. Maury, Maury was lightweight. He was Jerry Springer. Huh? Oh, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry Springer put in that work. Yeah. And as adults who came out of a generation, we knew that it was scripted. We used to laugh, like, ah, ha, ha. Look at, you know what I mean? Like, she's up there saying that she slept with 30 men and she still can't find a father of her child. Like, that's some funny-ish, you know. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you're sleeping with the babysitter's uncle's, you know, nephew's neighbor. Like, you know, that's funny. Ah, like, we were just like, this is so, this is such bad television and it's funny. But... When the children who had the impressionable minds were staying at, remember this is daytime television, so you know, you know, moms had it on, grandma had it on, auntie had it on, you know, and, and like the babies was watching it, so they didn't have the art of discernment that we had, and they began to take that everything the NCV was throwing at them, you know what I'm saying, when they would begin to push the um, homosexual agenda. Um, the Desperate Housewives, all of the stuff that they started throwing at them. Mm-hmm. On, I'm talking about a, a 24-hour cycle, like from when you wake up. Because mm-hmm. remember, the TV used to go off at night. Remember the the, the, the white the white noise and all of that. That okay. you know yeah. that's 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 no longer. That shit 24/7. Yeah. So all of the programming begins to talk about everything was dealing with um, the opposite of uh, family values. And, you know, uh, a depletion of a value system and the morality was just completely thrown out of the window and everything became accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a Hegelian, it yeah. was like the Hegelian dialect somewhat in these shows that, you know, it would be startling at first. Like, oh, we can't believe this. You you know, you, you boo the person on the stage, but then by yeah. the end of the show, they clap it for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's true. I mean, and like you said, it, it, it's been a selective uh, brainwash o- over time that causes us to, you know, just conform to the way they want us to conform. We're just, we're just, hold on a second. We're just definitely products of, of, of what they what they built us to be, and we emulate it. And like we were talking about when we had the um, the interview with Baba, um, uh, quiet as kept, we, we worship the white man. We mm. actually worship everything. Everything he puts before us, we fall for the trick. And yes. until we break this ban, until we break their educational system, until we break everything they give us to brainwash us, we're always going to be suppressed by them. And I don't have no. Yes. And, and, and I'll tell you this: I'm not a hateful person. I don't hate no Europeans. 
You understand? Well, the reason why I say this is because they're left-brain thinkers. The problem is, is left-brain thinkers are not supposed to be the rulers of the free world. It's right-brain thinkers like us who's supposed to be the rulers of the free world. That's why things are corrupt, because they're in a position that they're not supposed to be in. But they're in this position because we put them there and we're keeping them there. You mm-hmm. understand? And that's the thing. And these are the things that we have to realize. Like, perfect example, in our relationships, we don't even understand who we are as a man. Like, and I want to get straight to the point. And people might not like it, but I have to speak the truth because that's all I know speaking. Um, men are not monogamous. Most men are not monogamous. Most men are polygamous, and they're built that way. So when we get into a relationship, our sisters, and, I, and I'm saying this because i got to save my sisters, our sisters always think that there's something wrong with them when the man goes off and, and gets another woman. They think, what have I done wrong? Where do I lack? And they break, they're crying. Their mascara is running. They pull out their hair. They can't get themselves together year after year because a man, or a man is, 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 is cheating on them or he's doing this and that, and the man don't know why he's cheating. He just do it because society is in the music. He's going around sleeping with all these people, around everybody he hang out with, but he don't understand that it's a part of his nature, and he cannot explain it and tame it and control it and try to teach what's, what he's about. So as long as we continue to suppress a man on how he thinks what he's about, then he will never be able to grow. You can never live in a society where women outnumber men 11 to 1 and think that monogamy is the answer to the situation in all aspects. And I'm not saying that every man needs polygamy because there's some men that don't need monogamy. What I'm saying is that there is different levels, and we have to start understanding ourselves as men and educating ourselves so we can bring, be stronger fathers. We know our strong points. We know our weaknesses. We know who we are. See, we go into relationships and we tear apart our women by just going all over the place and just cheating and sleeping with this person, sleeping with that person. And, and we think in our heart we're really good people, but we just behave like animals. And why do we love these women like that? And we have to understand it's a part of our nature. And, and the part of it of controlling it is understanding it. And this is what we have to realize. Think about our society, Red Pill, Blue Pill. Our society, if you go to work right now, you work in a corporate office, and you ask every woman to raise their hand if they have a man, you will see that 60 or 70% will raise their hand if they got a man. And then you have to look like, okay, how is this possible? It is mathematically and statistically impossible because there's something going on in our community that's destroying it because it's not because it's completely wrong. The way it's being approached is wrong, but what we don't understand is the nature of men. There are men living with two or three different women at the same time, and they don't even get it. So my thing is a knock. Not a, I knock Steve Harvey for saying think like a man. I have to knock him for that because he's exposing our brothers, but he's not helping the world to show and help them understand who they are naturally. And Steve Harvey in itself is a creep that is baiting the young women to him. Because you put out a book, Think Like a Man, and all the women are coming to you for advice, guess who they begin to fall in love with? Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey. Like perfect example, why do you think Steve Harvey would go to the store and buy a $10,000 outfit that looked like a $40 outfit? Because he wants you to know he's the alpha male. He's marking his territory to show he's the most dominant male in this area, and this is where the women need to be. 
the more egotistical a man is, the more flossy, the more flashy he is, the more he's baiting women. Like, perfect example, does the, does the man go to the bar and buy out the bar because everybody looks thirsty and he really concerns if everybody get a drink? No, not he's not. All. He's doing it to show that he's alpha male. So we can pick up on we can pick up on these things and we can start learning, learn how each other how we interact with each other and learn how to be more upfront. Men, always give the woman the option when you first meet her, say, Hey, how you doing? Um, yeah, my name is my name is uh Red Pair Blue Twig. Yeah, yeah, well I'm um I'm really a polygynist, I love women. Um I don't know, maybe I might have two wives or I don't know what it is, but it's really something about me that I feel like I wanna bring up a kingdom or raise a kingdom. And I want to have my own nation. I want to have my own group of people. I would like to have lots of children and build up my own enterprise. And they say, well, oh, I can't, I can't get with that. You say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, you have a best day. At least we gave these women the opportunity to make decisions. Every time I said this to somebody, the woman like, you've lost your mind. I'm not calling you. And then a day later, she was like, Hello? <laughs> Hey, this is uh, uh, this is uh, Shaniqua um, from the other day. I'm like, hey, Shaniqua, you know what I thought about what you said. And one thing I can say about you is you're the realest man I ever met, and that's all I'm looking for in life now. I'm just looking for a man to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. So yep. what is it now? So now we can tell it. We got the freedom to tell the truth and say who we are and don't lie because if we lie, then it's just going to create a nastier environment for us later. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know a lot of people just turn over in their grave on that one, but I ha- I have to say it, man, because I've seen I have I have families. I cannot lie to my daughter. I cannot have my daughter looking for this man that's just going to be with one one woman, and then she find out he he likes other women, and she's ready to leave him and move on and, and, and look for another another fairy tale. And find out that she can't find us. But by the time my daughter, my daughter been through ten men, and she realized that you know what, I'm done with men now. Mm. And that's what's happening. I was, you got, you look, look at the face. There's girls on in in, yes. in, in high school talking about please, I'm through with men. Can we please be different? Okay, touched upon right there. Mm. And um, in your research and your studies especially dealing with a, um, you know, a more historical record about how people dealt with relationships and how they disseminated information to their children to raise them. You know, from your research, how long has this princess narrative existed, you know, where they are, you know, the the, the child, the, the young, you know, the female is being raised, as a as a princess in the home, you know what I'm saying? Like, how long has that dynamic existed? Because to me, it seems like a setup based on the very things that you're speaking about. Um, the fact that um, you know, the women are continuously finding that you know there's no thing as a prince charming, and um, they're 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 learning that at the cost of their womb. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They're, they're, they're letting people, uh, you know, because they, they're, they're, they're thinking, they're thinking with their womb, you know what I'm saying? They're like, all right, you know, conversation is good, and let's see what the fight game like. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's their, yeah. final, that's their final decision because 
being swept off their feet, you know, it, it means different things to different women based on the level of their corporation. So for a young European girl, that might mean, you know, it's a dude a trust fund, baby. For our sisters, it, it's, you know, they want to get their blocks knocked off. And if, if they can't feel that deal, then, you know what I'm saying, it's just pretty much nothing happening. So they move around and they're looking for the perfect combination of that perfect package. And as a result, you know, the young boys are sitting back and creating new names for them, like stops and yeah, well, it, 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 no, goes, it goes back to, uh, you know. Well, so, in the ancients, no, we deal it, with it, intellectual. It, it, is that indoctrination, that, that, is that indoctrination totally a setup, you know what I'm saying? Is there something spiritual about raising a young girl like that to feel and identify with being a princess, you know what I'm saying? Or, or is that going to come crashing down if she can't find a prince? Okay. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, let's go all the way back to uh, intellectual um, intellectual mate selection, right? This is how we all dealt with. A woman, naturally, let's go to the animal kingdom, because sometimes we have to go to the most primitive sources to find out what actually we're supposed to do. Now, in the animal kingdom, what happens is the woman will only mate with the most intelligent and, 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 and the most, the stronger, the stronger buck or the stronger male, because this increases the chances of her child's survival. So this is what we actually supposed to be looking for. What happens is as you go along in time, when Europeans started to take over the world, you know, do European Europeans cannot populate like us. So what is imperative upon them is to cut back and decrease the population of our people by only by by introducing um, into the system abortion clinics, uh, um, tying tubes, and um, making polygamy wrong, polygyny wrong. Polygyny was actually banned. One of the last bans on polygyny in Europe was put in by a man in the 1600s called Rabbi Gershon. He was the last. He was the last to have a polygamous situation inside of Europe, and plus the Christian influence banned it upon him. The European Christian influence banned it upon the uh, the, the, the Hebrew or, or Jewish communities and societies. Now, so when we get this, we get this information, and this sister is looking for this man. What is she looking for? She's only looking for someone who is good, who is supposed to be this man, like you said, sweeper off her feet, but he doesn't have the qualities that's necessary for survival and creating dominant seed and dominant offspring. So when these women go around, like you said, and they're looking for this prince or this princess, they're just searching for this in any man. They're not really certain. They're not, not, they're not really putting their standards high. Perfect example, I'll share this with you. Men actually make better mate selections than women. Because mm. a man actually finds someone who's close like his mother. Where, 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 where you say, well, men sleep with anything. I said, no, his main woman is almost like his mother. He picks someone who will take care of her like his mother. He, a man is very picky about who he bring around his boys. And everything, it, it got to be the main one. She she got to look a certain yep. way. She got to behave yep. a certain way. Where where a woman where a woman entails, she sees a canvas and she thinks that she can paint this canvas and fill this canvas in. She can fill this blank canvas in. She can put nothing and make it something. And by the time she realized that that tried to happen, she's already depressed. She's stressed out because the man doesn't have. See what in, in our societies we never married our daughters into potential. We married our daughters into somebody who had something. 
You understand? So it's different concepts. So now when we marry them into potential and that potential never peaks, then we set our daughter up for failure. Now, look how separated we are because we don't have to go too far in time. Remember the movie Rosewood? Yeah. In the movie Rosewood, the brother was 40 years old and came and got him and paid dowry for a 15-year-old daughter. And the family accepted it, and he took her as his wife, and they married and built us up. If you go back to your grandma or your great-grandma, she was about 14, 15, 16 years old when she got married. This is part of our cultural practices. So now what we do is we condemn that because we make it seem to be negative because we have to realize that men actually mature slower than women. Men's maturation process almost goes all the way up to he's 35 to 40 years old if he matures by then, where a woman is mature by the age of 16, 17, ready to deal with the family. She can be a good mm. mother at 16. She could be a good mother at 17. A, a, a young boy is still feeling himself at 21, 23. He doesn't know. He doesn't have an identity yet. He's still trying to figure out who he is. So most of the time what society has taught us is that a 17-year-old girl should get with a 17-year-old boy when in all actuality that's just corruption because she's mature and he's immature. So by the time they four years together, he already ran through it. He impregnated her, and she's tired, and she gave up on him. Then she goes back, and she looks for a guy her age, when naturally the young sisters actually cling to older, older, they cling to older brothers anyway. So she looks for a brother her age, and she gets back into the same relationship with the immature, uh, an immature guy and repeats the same process. But the process is continually being repeated because society is dictating what we should do and what we cannot do, and this is not how it should be done. And they also put it out where people look at the African traditions or look at the uh, Semitic, Asiatic um, um, traditions when the, when the parent picks the, wife, the husband for their daughter. That's so barbaric. And they, they, they show movies where the woman is, is meant to be married to a, a prince or she's meant to be married to an Arabian king or a Moorish king, and she runs away because she's unhappy and she finds a man that she loves. So everything that's out our culture is picked apart and laughed at and made negative by European media, which damages mm. our system. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and that's real talk. So we just in the struggle, man. We in the fight, man. We here. We, 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 we're learning day by day, man. We're learning day by day. And there's a lot more information in the ancient science of love on I touch on um, you know, different sexual positions, things to to make our uh, even um, diet, diet and stuff like that to make everything a little better. You know, so we got to work on making our relationships better. We, you know, what sometimes as men and women, we just get tired. We get tired and we get we get we 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 get lazy in our relationships. Well, we got to stop being lazy, you know what I mean? You know what? You like your wife in heels or you like your wife in this or that or whatever it is. Get her them same things that when you met her, she had. And, and, and brothers and sisters, don't let yourself go. When, when they tell you, oh, you should love me the way I am, that's, that's false. And, and, and I have to be raw and <laughs> straightforward with it. Yes, we're going to love our mate the way they are, but we always should strive for perfection. Don't let anybody tell you to settle in who you are and what you are. Love you for me. No, love you for who you are going to become. Always put a goal and set a standard to set a standard by you. Love is yes. love is something that we can share 
when you when you feel the man, you get in that gut, man, you better take that gut out the way and remove it and put that six-pack back there because guess what? She watching Tyree on TV. She watching other people on TV, and they look muscular. And it's, we always should be in a competitive nature because we're men, and we always want to keep the desire of our sister. And the sister the same way. We have a sister, and she's getting a little overweight. Let's start walking with her a little more. Let's start making it fun. Let's don't beat them down to bring them up. Go get P90X and work out together. You know, and, and so me and my family, we're on P90X right now. We're on a raw food diet. You know, things so we can increase our 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 love for one another and building and our desire for one another. And this is such a beautiful thing because guess what? Even if, you, let's say we both overweight, just that we're working out together, we're rebuilding that love. Mm-hmm. We're in a struggle together. We're fighting together, and that love is there. They, that, that sweat, when that sweat starts to happen, they go to pheromones. Them pheromones start kicking in, and guess what? The black woman pheromones is the strongest pheromones in the planet next to a black widow. So when you start sweating and, that, and, that, and, that, and them pheromones start hitting that air and that atmosphere, y'all might not even make it to the shower after the workout because it's already a natural attraction that's sending to that man's nose and telling him it's time to play. Right. So even in that struggle, we love with each other, and we're going to make it happy. And like, oh, you looking good, baby. You losing that weight. And she's smiling. Thank you, boo. Thank you. And feeling good about yourself. We need to work together. Let's stop giving up on our families and start putting work into our families to make them survive forever. That's what we were known for. We were known for long families. You know what happened in the European kingdom? When the kings got tired of their wives, they killed off their wife and married another wife. We're not like that. We're in the, we into this to, to the end of it. And, and and if you don't believe me and if you don't love your if you're not doing treating your spouse right, then I want you to imagine this one thing and I'm gonna leave you with this. Imagine your spouse in the coffin tomorrow. What would you have done if you knew that this was the last day? What were some of the things you would have took taken back? Would you have changed everything you did? Imagine the one you love being put six feet under the ground and you can't do nothing to bring her back. You can't take none of the memories back and change her. You can't even say, I, I tried my best to make you happy. You cannot do any of that. Imagine your husband, the one you kept on arguing with, you kept on nagging with. He's buried in the ground and all he had was a life full of contention. Would you take that back? Would you bring all that back to love? Would you just rewind the time? Guess what? You don't have to rewind anything. Start by today by putting in the best work, by putting in all the love and giving your wife a love, giving your husband a love, cooking a beautiful dinner. Even brothers, when you get in the kitchen, try to cook something for your wife when she get home. She running late. Do her feet. Rub her, rub her back. Give her a massage. Give her a kiss on the neck. Sisters, treat your man beautiful because you never know when it's your time to go. Hmm. Ah. That's real talk right there. Definitely. And the book the book is called Ancient Science of Love by um Nasi Yashua. You can check it out on Amazon dot com. Ancient Science of Love. Uh I appreciate the support. I've been getting a lot of support, um and I really appreciate it. Um the book been out for a little over a year. Uh, probably a year and a half is my first book. I got a few books coming, a lot of books coming out of just me typing them up. Um, um, we got a lot of information. We got a movie. I'm trying to get a red pill. We starting to shoot next week. It's a, it's an intellectual. It's not a documentary. It's actually a movie, but it's going to be like improv two acting where 
Everything is not scripted. We're just going to be dropping jewels like we normally do, um, talking about life, how to improve the system, how to change things. It's going to be an action. It's going to be a, a, a really exciting movie. Um, I'm going to try to have most people from the conscious community involved in it. So we're trying to do big things, man. we all we always uh, about building. You know I'm down. I'm going to walk to Atlanta to get in that one right there. Yeah, no because, doubt. Because um, I, um, what day was it? I think it was Friday's show. You know, I came on the show after seeing Hidden Colors on Thursday, Hidden Colors 3. Shout out to Tariq Nasheed. I just saw on my Facebook page that BT covered it today on their website. Mm-hmm. They have, um, yeah, they got a story with um, Tariq Nasheed behind the scenes. Somebody was like, BT would never cover, you know, BT would never put Hidden Colors on. Because I, the next, I think the night of watching it or the next day I was like, yo, the most revolutionary act that we could do at this point in our time in life is to walk up that 650, you know what I mean, and get it on World Star, you know, off up that 650, get it up there, and get it on BT. Wherever Negroes converge, wherever niggas eat, that's where we need to be. You know, the hidden colors thing, it works for us as conscious people, but it's not for us. So to say, it's, it's not really, it's preaching to the choir when it comes to you just want to be mad deep, you know what I mean, sitting in circles saying, ooh, that's my man, uh, you know, Booker T. No, Hidden Colors, all three of them is for people that don't know nothing. Okay. Yep. You know, and, challenge and, yourself. And, and we were, yeah, and we were talking Brother about that. We, we got something we're working on. I mean, I was going to get to that in a minute, you know what I'm saying, because, <laughs> you know, nah, I'm, because... I love what the brother's doing, but it was a Dick Gregory part. It kind of, like, put the light bulb over my head. That was my aha moment. I was like, because Dick Gregory in, in Hidden Colors 3 was saying the same things that he said on Know the Ledge. And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. I'm like, hold on. Like, we doing Hidden Colors over here. Like, every Tuesdays and Fridays, like, this is versions of Hidden because he's doing it. He's interviewing. Same way that me and you is we, we building but if I came to your house the same way that we, me and you are linked up in Atlanta, I brought the camera, it yeah. would be the same thing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I had to talk to you about that, too, because the footage didn't um, transfer to the chip. But, cool, cool. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll chop it up about that. But it, it, it cool. would be the same thing. These conversations yeah. that we're having with the master teachers on topics and things of that nature, you know, the brother did a great job. He made it visual. He put music to it. Boom, there you have your documentary. But it's 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 information for, in my humble opinion, for novices. And 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 you know, if this was a school of thought, and now it's for freshmen and sophomores, there's no documentaries right now that's giving up information for juniors, seniors, and those in the master programs. I feel they know the ledge, and there's some other programs out there. They deal with that. They 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 take it out there. You know what I mean? Like. You know, I want to see Phil Valentine go all the way in. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, um, one of the most revolutionary things, though, that we could do is put on, get the get the copy of Hidden Colors 3. It comes out on 4th of July. Go to your barbershop, you know what I mean? I'm talking about when mm-hmm. it fills up with knuckle draggers. Maybe even on 4th of July weekend where these niggas are trying to celebrate their independence. <laughs> And put it on. Put the, you know, bring, get, get, get permission from the elders to put the damn thing on. You know? It, this, this is opportune time. Football season is out and basketball season is out. Niggas got a window. 
you got like a two, three, four week window to teach. You know what I'm saying? Because our people are somewhat, you know, unless they base, avid baseball fans or they wrapped up in the World Cup, still got time to yeah. teach. Yeah. So, you know, we need 20 more hidden colors. You know what I'm saying? We need to introduce, because I want to see Brother Polite. You know what I mean? I want to see Sarah Sutasetti. I want to see Nazi. I want to see Cesaria. You feel me? I want to see the Pills, those guys, those those awesome brothers, the Pills. I want to see KT, the arch degree. I want to see Minister Inky, you know, bust a move and all of that. I want to see, I want to see the youth, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't want us to get our credit 20, 30 years from now. You know what I'm saying? When we, you know, when we burnt out. Nah, I, I want the cameras on us right now. I want us to, I want to see us on the big screen right now. You know what I mean? Like, I want this information and everything that we're doing to be documented and to be celebrated right now. So, exactly what it is that you said. We need, it's film time, make it it's happen. movie time. Just got to make it happen. Nah, we're going to make so, it happen. But, man. I know you, you, you're speaking in it to existence, but you just got to put that foot down and make it happen. We're like, making it happen. You know, my brother Nasi, I get a, a very good feeling that his brother's a doer. You know, he gets things done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't conversate. And I applaud you for that, brother. You definitely, and the man in your words, you, you spoke on some things taking place, and they took in place. And I think the community needs to see a lot more of that. Um, and and I, I take I take note, you know, and I'm observing a lot of the doers in our community and the brothers that are pretty much pushing the agenda and getting things actualized in real time all the individuals that are pretty much surrounded by, you know, that feminine energy and, and that that energy and, and, and the multitudes at that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I definitely like to applaud you not only for talking it, but demonstrating it, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and being a product of the actualization of the practice of it, you know, to show people, like, look, you know, this is what I have mm-hmm. coming from this particular union. You know, I have the, I have the uh, possibility to manifest that much quicker and that much stronger and that much greater because my source, you know, that I'm getting this energy from or is amplifying this energy, should I say, you know, that source is, is, is there. You know what I'm saying? Speaks for itself. Definitely. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, you some of the real, realest brothers I met, I mean, in the conscious community, I mean, Look, brother, you gave me a uh, consignment, brother, and, and that was something powerful, man. When I was struggling in my own community to get uh, things started in my building, man, you helped me get on my feet, man, so I appreciate you, brother. Hey. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my brother, his line just dropped. All right. All right, gang. So to come back in. All right. No, we're going to do the uh, meditation. We're going to go into our meditation very soon, but I want to come back and get into the callers because we do have hands up in the call queue. The family does want to conversate with you tonight. You know what I'm saying? All right. So I would definitely ask that um, you know, you stick around for that. But we're going to get into this meditation in a few few minutes. Allow the family some time to uh, take this information, you know what I'm saying, internalize it, bounce it around, and uh, 
and we'll be back shortly after that. So, family, you know the drill. Find yourself in a very peaceful place, preferably a place that is pitch black, you know, pure darkness. You can turn your computer to computer monitor off without clicking off the computer. Find yourself with your feet flat to the floor, your back straight, palms to the edge of your knee, facing upwards to the ceiling, index fingers and thumbs touching together, forming a pyramid, tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth, pulling your air from your abdominals, inhaling, exhaling slowly out of the mouth. We're going to be meditating to the mantra of Omni Padme Om, which stands for jewel in the lotus, perfect balance between the masculine and the feminine principle. All right, family? And just, you know, let what has been shared tonight filter into your consciousness. Let it settle. See beautiful sights, beautiful thoughts. I'm not going to tell you how to meditate, whether your mind needs to be still or what have you. You can focus on one image. You know, focus on the happiness of family. See a woman in, in, in your mind. A woman, see a mate in your mind. You know what I'm saying? And meditate on that. Meditate on, on better times, on doing things like the brother said. Constantly escalating upwards to that point of perfection. And that being, um, you know, cool with, with just where you at with it at this particular time, but for understanding that there's a root, you know what I'm saying? That there's a And everyone has a right to get there. They work towards it, right? With that said, we are going to go to now, and we will see you very shortly on the other side. Money, 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 money
Calibrated and settled in. Welcome back to the other side, family. All right. <clears throat> Guess we'll get a family in a second. So situated. All right, brother, I see you with us. I'm with you. I'm here, brother. 
Indeed. Indeed. Now, in regards to your classes and your books and things of that nature, where can people get in contact, you know, with you to retrieve these items or, or look into your class? Oh, definitely. Um, well, um, you can reach me at uh, Hebrew, Hebrew more at Gmail, Hebrew more M O O R at Gmail. Um, uh, we, if you're in the Atlanta area, we have 1386 Ralph David Abernathy, 1386 Ralph David Abernathy Road, Atlanta, Georgia. Check us out. We start at 1 p.m. on on the Saturdays. Um, and come and get some of the beautiful lessons and we're trying to build a community. And uh, to all Hebrew brothers that's out there, if you're listening, if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, I'm looking for uh, brothers to build with. Um, not We're looking for teachers. We're looking for those who want to be leaders in the community. We're looking for elders. So reach out to me, uh, HebrewMore at gmail.com. And bro, I'm about building, um, about unifying our nation. So definitely reach out. Uh, the book, Ancient Science of Love, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Amazon and, and definitely purchase that and order it. Um, it's a wonderful book. I think you'll love it. It'll help you and your family um, grow. Um, and if you don't have a family, it'll help you search, uh, help you find a mate and how to be cautious when you're picking a mate. So these books is really, I mean, it's really powerful. So we try to do a lot of things. Um, me, uh, Red, we got a few things coming up. Um, I think um, I've been listening to No Less for a long time, and I'm really honored to be on the show. And I and I hope uh, it has some effect. Oh, absolutely, brother. You know what I'm saying? Your information is upgrading. So I I definitely know. You know, it has resonated well with me. Um, I saw the video. That your brothers had done that did at the uh, at the lecture, you know I don't know whether it was on Sarnetta's or or Bobby's channel, you know what I'm saying I just well, seen it online and I pressed play. Yeah, and I was going through something, you know that particular day in the realm of relationships and you know to, to, to get to the end of the clip and to hear you going in with the information the way that you did, it, it helped. You know what I'm saying? It helped a lot. You know? I appreciate you, man. And I'm sure that if it, if it opened my eyes and spoke to my heart at that particular moment, you know, I'm sure uh, me acknowledging the way the time works, it, it did the same for others, and it would continue to do that thing. So, you know, we had to get that message to a broader audience. And um, with that being said, I, I know that they would be able to reach a lot more people in real time. And uh, it's just a message of love, but even love is <clears throat> love is a time, and, and you know, the way to post something is, is scientific is with an application, scientific application. That's what we're that talking about tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So I want to do this at this time. This mission, of course, you would allow us to go to callers. We have a number of hands up in the call queue. And I'm on a yes, sir. Let's definitely do it. All right. So for the audience, yes, our listening audience, our right family, now is the time. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, now is the time to press one, and we will bring you in to make sure. Okay? All right. Let me go to the first caller. 
That's here for the call. Cue caller from the 229-229-439-229 caller. Yes. Um, yes. Brother Red Pill, I got a question for you, and I got a question for Nicaea. Um, All right. My this question is Brother Blue Pill. Brother Red is, is not in the building. Yeah, I meant, I meant bro- Brother Blue Pill. Okay. Y- yes. Okay. I have a question. Um, I went on this website, and they said that um, oh, I think Osiris wasn't the god of resurrection. Do you know what Papyrus Scroll, it talks about um, Osiris being the god of resurrection? Do I know which particular Papyrus Scroll says that? You could go into the book from the fourth, and um, if, if they didn't say that he was the god of resurrection, who is? And you say the book of um. Played. It's called the book of the book of. Quran Haru, yes, the book coming forth. The book of Quran the dead, Haru. What you call it. It's just you can look at the book of the dead. Okay. And then I, I got one question for um brother Nasia. All right. Yeah, brother. I noticed the Hebrew, I noticed the um the Moorish brothers. And the Nuwabians, they can accept the black woman being a goddess or, or God. Can the Hebrews or the Israelites accept that? Well, if the black man is God, then the black woman is goddess. But at this level that we're at right now, we can't even really take that title. We have to elevate ourselves. A God will never be subservient to another being or subservient to a lower being uh, such as the Europeans. So at this time when we say this, this, that's just inspirational talking, putting it in the atmosphere, but we haven't reached our God consciousness yet. So uh, if if a black man could be God-like, then a black woman is God-like. Okay. Okay. um, Thank you. All right. No problem, brother. Indeed. Thank you, brother. Okay. And, brother, when you see something on the Internet, man, if, if you can't find it, in tens and joining places, you know what I'm saying? Chances are it's just somebody's thoughts. Bro- brother. To the contrary. Um, the, the, the website I got it on, it was a Christian group trying to talk about, say, the, um, that Osar won the God of Resurrection. That's where I got the information from. Okay. So I All was right. wondering, were they yeah, just putting out up. false propaganda? I mean, there, there is a lot of propaganda online, you know what I'm saying? I don't know exactly where you are fishing in particular, but I would say just cross-reference any information that you get, you know, because the Internet is vast. You you can get a lot of different sources, and, um, you know, when all else fails, you can go pick up a book. Okay, thank you. Good thanks, Brother Peace. All right, let me open up this brother's line. Brother Red, you back? Yes, sir. Peace. All right. Let me go to the 347-365. Call up. Peace. 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 How are you? Yes, good evening. Peace. Just listening. I'm just listening. I accidentally hit that call cue button. Sorry. You always <laughs> accidentally hitting it. You here for a reason. <laughs> It's your first of voice you heard and, 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 you know, digging a little bit deeper, ask questions. You have a phenomenal oh, mind you. online right now. So oh, I, I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. Just, just, no, just saying thank you. about relationships, oh. you know? Whoa, relax. You, 
concerned? Oh, yes, yes. I was just saying um, <clears throat> thank you for the show. Okay. Indeed. I'm going to try again. No problem. You deal, with, you deal with a lot of youth, right? The children that I always see you with, majority of them are young ladies, young men. What, what, what are the youth, you know, going through in regards to relationships that Oh, you can share information-wise, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do they view each other? How are they interacting? How are they dealing with one another different than how we were dealing with one another? What is the state of their relationships at this particular time? Can you give us some insight? Mm, yes. Um. Well, there are a few of them. They're doing the mon- monogamy thing. Um, and there are others, you know, doing the promiscuity thing. And, um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, you know, I guess it's just part of their reality for now, but, um, yeah, I'm, you, well, you, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to them about right relationships? Did you counsel them at all? Like, is oh, anything yes. there with them? Oh, yes. Um, I definitely, um, you know, tell them to, um, you know, treat a person the way you would want to be treated, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're, doing a, you're doing a good job. <laughs> That's all good. It's just we want to take a consensus of, you know, what's going on in the streets, especially from a person like you, because like Blue said, you know, you're surrounded by the youth, you know what I mean? I'm, You know, you're like a fly on the wall. I'm sure that you hear and see a lot of things, you know. So, um we just wanted, you know, uh, an assessment as to what it is that you're seeing out there with uh, with the couples and things of that nature, without naming names or anything, you know. Of you course, can, you can, yeah. You can leave their uh, identities remaining anonymous. <laughs> yes, indeed. Of course, yes. But yes. You're, you're, you're seeing things from a very unique perspective because, you know, I have, an, I have a feeling that things are being done kind of different than how we did it when we were young. You know, slight variations. So I was just wondering whether you were able to identify something, you know, from, from your, uh, your direct observation and whether you needed some assistance when it comes to, you know, uh, sharing some wisdom with, with, with the little boys or the little girls, you know what I'm saying, right. in regards to how they look at one another, how, how they're going to get at one another, deal with one another. Ms. Brother has some wonderful advice when it comes to that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. checking late, you know, looking to the show in its entirety. And I definitely would say, order the book, you know, because there might be one thing in that book that can help 30 people that you're surrounded by. It could be 30 things in that book that could be at least the one person that you're surrounded by. So, I just want to build these bridges. So we can empower ourselves with information, you know, actually 
makes a difference because the children are going to come to you at some point if they haven't already looking for advice. And their ears are always going to be open, whether they know it or they're ready or not. They're going to be listening for advice. Yes. Okay? Yes, yes, very true. Yeah. Well, thank you, as always. Thank you, as always. Commend you for the work that you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Even if that, that particular job description is a little bit trying at times, yeah. still be saluted and herald for the fact that you are out there doing mm-hmm. that job. Mm-hmm. Okay? I have a question. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask a question about um, that um, event at the National Black Theater last Sunday. Mm-hmm. What video um, was being ran? Um, that hand, that, sorry, that you and Brother Nasir. Nasir. Oh, Nasir. Yeah. Oh, um, it's on Baba TV, right? Uh, yes, Bob, Baba TV. Baba TV. Do you remember what it was called, Phil? Yeah, do I what? You remember what the thing was called that we, uh, was done on Baba TV at the... Uh... I, I think Unity is Strength. Yeah. The video with me, you, and um, Tazaria. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, I believe it was Unity and Strength. Unity is strength, and we did one on TGE, Turtle Gang, um, Dragon TV, and that was called Unification, and the Community Begins. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. As a matter of fact, I might drop that in the chat room for the family so they could uh, could see the bill. Thank you, sis. Peace. Yes, love and light always. As always, indeed. indeed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let us go to um, caller from the 864-864-313. Caller from the 864. Peace. Hotel. Peace. Peace, Hotel yeah. family. Hotel family. How's the family? Everybody's all right. We're having a good yeah. conversation. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. Um, I, I definitely wanted to add my input in, fellas, Um, definitely on this subject uh, because – as it as it relates to relationships, man, I'm I'm very uh blessed to be uh with my queen, a conscious queen. And and also yeah. she's vegan. She's vegan. I'm I'm all the way here in oh. um, South Carolina. I'm Army. in South Carolina. Hello? Yeah, yeah, you, brother. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm all the way here in South Carolina. And um, you know, as it goes back to the comedic story of our seer and our set. Uh, you know, she made a sacrificial move to come all the way from Phoenix, which is like a day and a half from where I am in South wow. Carolina, and uh, to basically to make this thing a, a proper unification. And the thing that attracted her to me was uh, the fact that she felt that I was very spiritual. And, um, you know, even when that, as it relates to relationships, I think this is a thing that we're we're not showing or that the kids are not seeing 
is that these relationships should be built upon things that are very spiritual. And definitely going back to the thing that I hold very high is uh, ma'at. Um, we looked at we look at that as being uh, correct order, uh, appropriate behaviors, uh, appropriate ways to perceive the things that you're going to let into your circle. Uh, that means uh, things that from television that goes for music, friends, and all these types of things because all these things have, uh, you know, a, a trickling down effect on your relationship. You know, you could have somebody that's in a relationship, you got a bad-ass friend over there telling you all kind of crazy stuff, that that is going to, in turn, you know, deter you from how you should be feeling. So I, I, I can't help but to see uh, and know that the importance of laying down, you know, that, that proper spirituality, and even as it relates to going back to the ancestors, uh, definitely, uh, you know, back in days of our culture, our mothers and fathers were the ones that basically chose our chose our mates for us because we are that we are part of that lineage. But now we are so much inside a Western mind state where it's like, oh, I want to choose my own, I want to do my own thing, and basically getting away from that ancestral lineage, uh, even as it relates to spirituality. So I, I can't help but to know us as being African and indigenous people, this is how again and again we constantly fail because we are predicating our relationships off all kind of bullshit that is very material, that is very mundane, and that's the thing opposite of the spiritual, you know, and that's what we, we, we need to spend more time sitting down, asking different things that that, that, that is going to be holding myself accountable as a as a young black man, raising my children, uh, encouraging them to see themselves as princesses, uh, definitely not taking no shorts. You know, if you get with me, I know I had to. I wasn't going to take no shorts. I, I couldn't talk to a lot of women around here. Uh, so at, at the end of the day, the, the, the gateway opened up for this young lady to be into my life. Uh, so that was definitely a, a very spiritual manifestation. So I would just encourage um, the brothers and sisters out there listening to uh, exercise that sacrificial devotion, even as we say the, the, the black woman is God uh, or is goddess. You know, that is the thing when we go back into that story of Osset and Osir. Uh And Osset basically being the thing that's, you know, showing that sacrifice, showing that devotion. She found the phallus. You know, she went through all kind of things. Uh, she found a phallus, and then she brought about that that almighty life force, which we know is her root, while as that almighty will. So uh, I would I would just encourage, uh, like I say, encourage the family just to keep themselves solidified inside righteous spirit when they are choosing their mates, and when they are you know teaching their children how to choose their mates as it as it relates to relationship. And, and you know one day we'll get there, man. We'll we'll get there. Thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate you, Hawk. Can I ask okay. you a question, Hawk? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is your um? I just want to get your consensus on um, because you were you were dropping some good knowledge, some real knowledge about implementing spirituality in our relationships and being able to showcase that to our brothers and sisters who need a point of reference who may have never seen something like that. So I just wanted to ask you personally. How would you feel about the importance or rather 
the need for our brothers and sisters in the community to create like a reality show built around conscious relationships where we could show and you know in, in, in that in that platform because that's where our people go to entertain themselves, you know, um where we would be able to show the antithesis to what it is that they may be seeing on cable right now. That 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 is that is very uh that is something that is uh very mindful uh yeah. as far as going in and, you know, definitely showing that, whether it be pictures, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, even how people post YouTube videos, you know, show, yeah. show a video of, of, of you and your queen kissing, of you and your queen going out, having a good time, enjoying yourselves and, and doing some things. Like you said, even with the reality show, if it were that thing, well, we could bring that in full manifestation, but I think we should also look at, you know, within as it regards to relationship, the relationship of us and our current geographical location because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of spirits inside this place that, can, that really don't give a damn about showing this type of, this type of thing. Uh, they, they really don't want to see the black man and black woman back together, and that's our own people. So I think we should go about this in, in, in a mindful way, but definitely not being, you know, ashamed to put that out. So whatever whatever it's gonna take, I, I don't care if it's a reality show. That is a beautiful thing. Uh, a movie, pictures, books. If it's an album, uh, because my queen she sings. I sing and rap and also produce music. So I think even if we come together, when we come together, produce an album, produce an album showing people, you know, what we can do. Uh, and, and allowing that, and, and allowing that vibration, whether it be we get together and paint a picture, or uh, all these things to be, and, and going back to art, art is you know it, well, it's, it's yeah. in African culture, it's in African culture. So you know I, I exactly. think these are you know these are definitely important things to add into uh, into that think tank in order to resurrect or allow those things to emerge back to where we came from, man. So, you know, that is a beautiful idea, brother. Indeed, brother. I was just going to add on to what you were saying as well, that, you know, those arts that we're known for, you know, um, the time that we uh, just get back on our renaissance, you know, and completely uh, just take the arts, uh, you know, just the arts and sciences back and implement consciousness into it. You know, nobody's going to do it but us. Can't actually, you can't sit around and wait for BC to premiere it. Or, you know, we get upset when we watch trailers like, oh, my goodness, I don't believe they're coming out with another slave movie. Like, they got a, a movie called a book, uh, a show called A Book of Negroes. Like, they're relentless with their, with, their, with their things right now. But it's like we cannot sit around and wait for anything because that's, that's almost like sitting around and waiting for, no offense, Brother Nazi, Jesus. No, nah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, I'm an Old Testament cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but um, you know, we have to be the ones that are actually gonna gonna do it because we live in a time right now that um everything is at our fingertips. It's all available. The cameras are there for us. Everything, the software, the programs. You know, um, the only thing that's missing is the funding, and that's what we have our community for. You know, if we are really a community, like we say that we are, you know, we, we, we really should tap into the power of what communities do, and that's communal economics and funding, crowdfunding and things of that nature, 
and um, anything that we want to do, especially dealing with the arts, we could get it done. So I, I totally agree with you, brother. We need to completely flood everything with the arts, whether if you're a musician, let's write some music together. If you paint, let's do some art gallery shows. If you write scripts, if you're a theater, you know, if you're a screenplay writer, let's write some plays. Like, I want to do it all. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's really be about a renaissance mm-hmm. because Harlem, Harlem had its renaissance. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. even in Europe. Huh? I'm sorry. Oh, I thought somebody was saying something. Hello? Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all I was saying. You know, it's definitely renaissance time. And we're surrounded by multi-talented, uh, almost to the point where it's like we got we have geniuses amongst us, like like Rain Man type of genius type type of people. You feel what I'm saying? And um, we need to start tapping into that. You know what I mean? We need to let these brothers and sisters who have reincarnated and came back with these talents and these skills, you know, encapsulated in, in their souls and their bodies. We need to have, we need to have an outlet for them to shine. You know. And no we'll be surprised how many people we can influence and change. Because remember, they're being influenced and they're being led astray by the art. Let's keep that in mind. So you meet the people where they're at. They are definitely being led astray by the art. Henceforth, everybody who's watching the BET Awards this weekend to get a new, to get a new download. You know what I mean? To, to get further put us put to sleep. Even though it wasn't as bad as others have been, you feel what I'm saying? But the attention that the art has encapsulated on our people because it's always been like that. You know, we we should pay we should pay uh, we should really pay um, attention to that. You know, the power. Oh, oh. You know, that, shout out to Sal Rock and Soul Messiah who. Uh, you said it earlier on the show, who are on MTV Jams and MTV University with the video that she's done with David Banner. Now that's going to be seen by a global audience. And, um, you know, I just salute them for the hard work that they've been putting in and the influence that she's going to have on little girls when they see a goddess with her natural hair, you know what I mean, who has that light, that aura shining in those lyrics just the way that she carries herself, she's going to do her part in influencing millions of people in real time. So, you know, that's right. I, I salute, yeah, I salute that. I salute everything that the brother does, you know, that family right there. And, you know, I'm on MTV. They on MTV. We all on MTV. We made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, man. And, and, yeah. and I'm definitely supposed to be one of the new new members of God Hop, man, you know. So shout out to oh, uh, uh, Brother Soul Messiah, man. I that's right. No, now yo, Blue. I, I don't know if I told you, but my, my you know, I, it should come to no surprise. It was like I was just saying a few minutes ago. We are all Renaissance men in our own right. Many of us, Renaissance men, Renaissance women. The brother got sick. You understand what I'm saying, Blue? Uh, he got he got the algorithm. I can tell. He got that <laughs> algorithm. You know what I'm saying? Like he got it know. in his DNA. I can see it. You know, Even if he ain't know I, he I had balls, it, I, I, I would sit down with him and be like, "Yeah, you got some balls in you, man. Yeah, you got some balls. <laughs> Work it out. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Feed him in there. Yeah. So that's what's up. You need more of it. And you know, you definitely what, need more what, of it. 
and the power of, um, you know, many of us in this community is the fact that, you know, we have the ability now to chart. And, you know, we live in a society where it, it hasn't changed over time that men lie, women lie, numbers don't. This is a mathematical society where numbers do rule. So the industry is in a position these days that if you sell 30,000 albums in one week, you're considered a success, okay? And um, for a sister like Sarah, who's been putting in major work, you know, I really want to see us sell 100,000 units in one week, like, and that's, that's so profitable. We need to start saving up $10 in the conscious community, all of us right now. Let's put it under the mattress, like, you know, create a separate draw for Sarah. Ten dollar drawer, you know what I mean. So when the album drops, we help us talk because that's the, that's how we're gonna make noise. That's how we're gonna affect change. The same thing that um, Tariq Nasi did by having Hidden Colors placed in the theaters on a Thursday. I never heard of that. I never heard of that. That's the ancestors working. You're gonna be right now. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they you know, things are happening, but we have to take uh, assessment of it and um, you know keep this this continue making bigger things happen. You know what I mean? Bars are being right raised uh, daily. So I just encourage everybody, don't lose any kind of faith. You know what I mean? Have love in what it is that you're doing. Let that exude. And you'll be surprised how far the things will go. No doubt. No doubt. Let's go to these callers, though, boys. Yeah. Not anymore. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, we do. All right. Give me one second. <clears throat> Let's go to Paula from the uh, 815-815-342. 815-342. Paula. Hey, Peace welcome and to Mother Lag. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Yeah, I just want to tell the brother again, a beautiful business space with the fire. I really enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, my question is, is my question is, do you have the book and ebook form? Well, it's, it's on Kindle. Um, I know you can get it on Kindle. Um, just type "Ancient Science of Love" and put Kindle behind it. Um, okay. But I, I, I am working on. I guess. A, well, I guess that is a kind of an ebook, but. I don't have yeah. it extended right now. Okay, yeah, that, that, yeah, I just want to know if I can get it on, you know, one of my devices, you know. That's why I'm okay, okay. definitely. Right, right. Well, thank you, man. Uh, I never, uh, you know, it was my first time hearing somebody put the Bible in the terms that you did, and it's making me uh, reassess uh my thinking about it, because you hear a lot of people bashing it, like you mm. said earlier, but if you mm. go into the the deeper dynamics of it, like you said, the psychodynamics, the spiritual dynamics of uh, the prototypes of the people, what they represent, uh, you can get a whole different uh, demonstration from it. So I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Okay, no, and no doubt. And I want I want to share this. Um, imagine if we went into Egypt. And let's say it was me, you, red pill, blue pill. We went into Egypt and we looked at the pyramid walls. If we if we did the Bible like we do, if we did Egypt like we did the Bible, we would have never got any information from Egypt either. 
We would have looked. Mm. We would have seen uh, dog heads on 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 men. We would have seen hawks uh, uh, um, um, carrying onks, and it would have made no sense to us. Right. As, so as so as we take an open mind to Egyptians and we break down the scientific aspect and the, the deeper meaning meanings behind the totems, we have to do the same with the scriptures. And when we do that, the scripture unlocks a, a, a very powerful message to us. So so when we say okay. The Bible is garbage, but let's go here where we can actually see past or see the allegory behind it. Then that's just biased research that we're doing. That we're doing. Indeed, 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 right. indeed. All right, yeah, I'm definitely gonna grab your book, bro. And I'm here for more. Thank you, Blue Pill, Red Pill, y'all are doing your thing, man. Thank you, brother. Oh, give thanks, brother. Peace. Peace and blessings. All right. I wanted to, um, yeah, I wanted to ask Brother Nazi real quick before yes. we go to the call. Being in the South, being in the Bible Belt, um, uh, uh, what advantages do you see uh, being one who has mastered the Bible? And I'm sure that you're able to speak the language of the Bible to Christians of all walks, correct? Um, to be told. Uh, it's harder. It's harder in the Bible, but they look at Hebrews. They 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 look at Hebrews in a negative aspect, you know. And especially, I don't I don't I don't um um I don't follow the New Testament. So when I when I come across people, uh, I'm the Antichrist, and you know. So it's kind of hard. It's, it's not as easy as it was it would appear to be, you know. Oh, okay. But then, but when I, when I did the tour and I actually went into Cleveland. I had a large church uh, uh, crowd, me and Inky, and they were very receptive to it, man. They, I mean, they really enjoy it. So I think um, another the, the the next tour that I'm about to start, it it will be in churches and opening their mind to to a broader perspective and giving them more of a national culture than uh, uh, what 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 they're being received, what they're receiving inside of the church. Indeed. No doubt. And I want to ask this because I never heard you go on record. Um, when they were having the debate about extraterrestrials and things of that nature, what's your slant on that? Uh, as crazy as it seems, I, I believe that, that um, I, I believe in divine intervention. I believe in divine extraterrestrials in some in some aspects. Maybe not in depth as they do, but I do believe that there was uh, a communication with an outside force that came to Earth and uh, and, and shared wealth of information with the uh, human civilization. Whether it's through uh, uh, energy projection or actually physical beings, I understand both sides of the um, the coin. Okay, do you um, subscribe to you know the visions of, of Enoch and, and Ezekiel and what have you? Okay, well, like, if you look at the uh, in, in uh, your study, in your study, does the book reinforce the concept of there being? Life on other dimensions. You know what I'm saying? Is this universe teeming with life? Oh no, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I think. That? Yeah. yeah, no, I completely agree. But when we look at the, the vision of Ezekiel, uh, when we talk about Ezekiel, Ezekiel's vision is dealing with the uh, astrological zodiac sign, and, and that circular disc is basically the rotation or the orbit of the zodiac. You know. Um, when we start getting into the animal heads, you start getting into the uh, the bull's head, 
the uh, eagle's head, which right. is the uh, representation of Scorpio, because the, the the eagle is inside of Scorpio. Then you have the uh, yeah. um, the head of a man, which represents Aquarius, and then you have the lion head, so that represents Leo. So it has a lot of astronomical and mathematical uh, uh, breakdowns too. So I don't see that particular vision as uh, uh, as an interpretation of extraterrestrial, just the astronomical breakdown. Mm-hmm. But, at, but but when you go to Enoch and they talk about the fallen ones, like when we get into Nephilim, most people interpret Nephilim as giants. Nephilim has nothing to do with giants. Nephilim comes from the Hebrew word Nephal, which means the fallen ones. So fallen from where? You know what I'm saying? We're looking at the uh, the heavens. They came from the heavens, and 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 they were the mighty men and mighty hunters that were on the earth. And it says they came from Olam. It says Me Olam in the Hebrew. It says Me Olam. Me'olam means from the universe, so they came from they came from outer space. I mean, they, whether it was an actual physical, tangible entity or just the energy, these beings came in um, um, uh, in, in, in man and civilization in some aspect. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I I touch I touched briefly on it because I don't touch on something that's kind of completely not not completely but hard to completely understand. So it's something that you know. You work on and the revelations come to you. But first and foremost, I got to understand what's going on here before I start taking it, you know what I mean, elsewhere. And understanding the cosmology of things, understanding the cosmology of things is a connection with what's going on here, but I don't deviate too 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 much off of trying to understand how man operates. But I do I do believe in divine intervention. There was a divine intervention or a celestial intervention during the early ages of mankind. Indeed. Indeed. I mean, you know, because based on your studies, how else can you explain the advancement of a civilization such as Sumer? And they would have you believe that, quote unquote, civilization started with Sumer. But I'm like, look at that level of advancement. It was carving in stone, detail, high detail. Look at the yep. size of those carvings. Look at the language. This is an advanced civilization. So dismissive of, you know, what, what they're talking about, you know, because they got this raging battle between science and the Bible or what have you. But if you're going to buy into science and, and the scale of evolution, that's not how people evolve. You know what I'm saying? People don't go yeah. from <laughs> such a vast amount of, of intelligence to where we're at. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying I'm not saying where we're at is is the degradation of that per se. But in order for DNA to have memory, if those things were done in that particular manner when they were done, shouldn't it you know, shouldn't the, the, the people that evolved from that still be able to do that plus more? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. in, in the, the Bible, Bible and the Bible have you mm-hmm. And see, what they try to make us believe is the Bible contradicts science. The Bible doesn't contradict science. It contradicts Western science. Oh, you know, and a, lot, and, a, and a lot of us are wrapped up in Western science and doesn't under, don't understand it. Hmm. Absolutely. My thoughts exactly, you know what I'm saying, contradicts Western science. Down in some lately form of uh, whatever they want to call that stuff. Yeah. Yes. 
we still have callers uh, in the call queue with their hands up. All right? We got five, four minutes remaining to the live broadcast. All right, family, three, four, seven, six, three, seven, twenty-one, thirty-five is the number that you want to call if you want to continue with us. All right, three, four, seven, six, three, seven, two, one, three, five. We're going to knock out the next few callers. All right, let's go to caller eight six zero eight six zero six eight zero eight six zero caller. Peace. Hey, what's up, Pills? This what's up, bro? Greetings, family. Uh, I have really no questions because I just now tune into the show. I have to really go back and play with what's discussed. You know, so, uh, um, so you got to speak up, brother. I would say, I would say one question, though. Um, since the man was talking, I think discussion dealing with love. What is Nazi's um, definition between love and hate? That's my question. Hmm. Oh, good question, bro. Um, love is a, a um a unwavering concern, a unwavering concern for one another. You know what I mean? It's like. We, we, it's like, it doesn't matter. We always there and loyal to each other. We respect each other. We care for each other. And there's no benefit that you're seeking to get out of it. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of times when we base our love off of what we're going to get out of it, we tend to tarnish our, 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 our pureness. You know, perfect example, like, um, my cousin told me this a while ago. She said, um, I said, one of the things I hate is when I open the door for somebody and they on their phone and they just walk in the door and don't say nothing. You know, and she said to me, well, why are you upset? Did you open the door to help them get inside the door, or did you open the door for them to say thank you? And I said, I opened the door for them to say thank you. I opened the door for them to get inside the door. She said that you did your job. And I think that kind of sums up love. Sometimes we always expect something in return. But in divine love, things do come in return. I mean, in a relationship, things do come in return. But I think that the love is still pure. Do not let nobody hinder what you believe or how you feel or what you're supposed to do because of their ignorance. Um, hate, hate, on the other hand, hate is very is, is a is a very dangerous attribute, and it leads to consume it leads to consuming and tearing apart the body. Um, when you're depressed or you hate or you're angry, your body almost re- it releases a toxin inside of your body that kind of eats away at your body. So hate is a self-destruct mechanism. Any man that harbors hate, if you harbor hate to Europeans, you harbor hate to anything, um, it's going to destroy you, and it's going to eat away at your physical body because your body, as a black man, as, as, as what you consider to be a god, you're not built for that. You're not built for that. And so that, that's why when you look at, even if you look at the Bible, during the time of Joshua, they were consumed with war, so nothing really spiritual came out of there. They had no divine. They had no real spirituality. War consumed them, and once war consumes you, your mind becomes altered, and it takes you out of your natural element. That's why you see a lot of people that go to Vietnam or go to Iraq. When they get back, they're never the same because they were they were doing something that they were they weren't naturally used to or accustomed doing. And us, we're built on love, and and that's what and and, and sometimes the Creator has to explain to us that sometimes when you're fighting the oppression, you have to get out of your systematic love, like. When we started to overtake the Europeans in, in slavery, what they did was throw the women and child at us. When they threw the women and child at us, our love kicked in, and we stopped our attacks, and they overtook us again. And then sometimes we have to realize when fighting the enemy of that magnitude, that you can't use that. You you have to um, supersede all of that and, and fight the enemy how he fights you. 
but it's not a condition that you need to stay in or harbor in or linger in because it's dangerous for your spiritual growth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, then. That's all I had to ask. You got it, brother? Yeah. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah, that was a very, no problem, very good question, as, as always, my good brother. All right? All right, till next time, Phil. Thank, thank you as always. Hey. Peace. I'm glad you uh, right. touched on that too, Nazi, because uh, I've been having that conversation, you know, on 125th Street, you know, uh, with some of my brothers out there that are pro-hate, you know, and I love mm. my brothers, and I've been sharing the fact that, you know, I was once there as well, and, um, you know, I, I, I was affected by that frequency of hate. You know, it, it, it um, compromised my health. You know, I harbored that mm. hate. You know, it made my heart heavier, and uh, it affected my relationship. You feel me? Mm. And um, it was in the earlier stages of the people being as you know consciousness. So, you know, I understand phases that people go through. I understand the ways that a lot of people come in on when they enter into the community. They come in on that hate the white man. You know, I hate everything. Like, if they, if they don't got nappy hair and wide nose, like, it, I hate it, I hate it, you know. Mm. I hate like, it, I hate it. <laughs> but you're saying that on your lunch break or you're saying that right before you go. You know, you hate your job, but you're there. And you put on mm. this, you put on this mask, you know what I mean? You're bilingual, you start t- talking to Europeans, you know, and, you know, you start hating yourself. Mm. You know, and then you come home and you take that out on mama or, or baby girl. Yeah. Or the little ones, you know what I'm saying? Or you know, you might you might beat up a bus driver. You might have been due to a world star attacking a bus driver. Like it's just this slate, you know. And all of that hate, but nobody ain't bust no grapes yet. No grapes that much, you know. On a, to the people that you said that you hate, but they, you know, there's nothing going on. So you're you're, you're internalizing that, you know. You're, you're on Facebook, you're you're. Keyboard gangster, keyboard karate, you're attacking people on YouTube, and I and I know what it does because I was there. Hmm. So I just was trying to share with the brothers because you know, as men we got this macho thing, you know what I mean? We got this whole masculinity thing where you feel that um, love for yourself and this over overwhelming love for your people may be seen as. Um, Complacent, or or rather timid, you know what I mean, or you know it could be seen as weak. And I'm like, mm. you just don't understand. You obviously haven't been, you know, you haven't, you obviously don't really love your people that much as you say that you do, because it's love that conquers all. It's, it's love that will help you win the war. Like you were saying about the brothers and sisters that go to war and come back twisted. Well, they didn't go to war with love in their heart. They, they didn't do what they had to do out of the love that they had for themselves and their family. They're doing it on a, on a belief of, you know, upholding America or, you know, we want to we wanna stand up for the rights for McDonald's and KFC to exist in Iraq and all of this dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? And, you you know, while you were over there, you learned that you got to to be somewhere that you were not supposed to be, so children, women, and all of that stuff. That's not love, family. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That, that that actually was hate. So you really have to look at that. I, I appreciate your, your um, input. 
you know, it's going to help me with my campaign because I, I really, you know, and I, I don't want to see my brother just get the suffer, you know, health-wise and, and, and mentally, you know what I'm saying, by harboring these feelings of hate because what it will also do is create fear because hate is perfect you know what I mean, and that's fear and doubt. And a lot of people are, are stagnated, they're um, handicapped by fear these days. That's why a lot of things in the community has not, you know, moved in about 40 or 50 years. So. Yeah, no, no. Indeed. All right. No doubt. I appreciate yeah. that. All right. All right, let's go to another caller. Y'all ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's go to caller. Um, hope I'm not opening people's lines, you know, twice. Let's try to 972-802, 972-802, peace. Man, peace, brothers, man. Man, this is, I'm going to tell you something, brothers. This This is big for me. I don't know about everybody else, but this is real big for me, man. To be on this platform and talking to you brothers man. right now. Um, um, if I can, if I can ask for, if I can ask for permission to build just for a couple of seconds, man, and I'll be out. Of course. Funny, I got callers on there. Man, I can't control my emotion, man. I can't control my emotion, man, because, man, little do y'all know, man, y'all saved my life, man, with the show and the information. Um, I'm, wow. I'm, 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 I'm D. I'm, I'm D. Morris out of Dallas. I reached out to Red um, one time, man, to be on the show, but um. I'm out in Dallas, man, and um, I'm just moving with the people, with the young. I'm 25 years old, but I'm moving with the people out here, and I'm teaching youngins, man. Um, I, I'm leading them on to your show because your show is more than a show. It's an archive. It's a library, and it's big. And a lot of youngsters, man, they'll listen to your show, and they'll come back with questions for me, and I give them the answers. But overall, man, what I just pretty much want to say, man, is I love the show, and what y'all doing, man, is big. It's like me being on the show right now is like me being in Hollywood right now. On the good essence. It's big it's bigger than what y'all it's bigger than what y'all think. There's one place I want to go in the world. Everybody say, Where do you want to go? I say I want to go to one place in the world right now. I've never been to New York, but I want to go to hundred and twenty fifth street. Because I watched on that TV. I watch you guys. I, I mean I listen to you guys. I hear the shows, I hear Brother Polite, I hear everybody, man. And shout out to everybody on the platform. Shout out to everybody in the chat room and all the kings and queens, man. But what y'all doing, man, is a movement and um Y'all haven't heard my name yet, but y'all hear my name soon, man. Y'all, y'all said in seeds and the youth, and in, in my mind as well, because I'm more than the youth. I'm more. I'm a young adult now. We, we, we hear we hear it now, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir. Man, hear it now. And, and, with and, us. So introduce uh, yourself to the rest of the world. Let them know you're coming, because I'm convinced. Uh, man, I, I'm D. Morris, man, and I'm coming, man. I'm, I'm coming. I don't know when, but it's up there to the most know. high in his decision. But, um. But overall, man, y'all guys, right. I appreciate that, brother, man. And y'all guys are great, man. And um, I, I love the show, man. I listen to it every night. I didn't hear this show for a reason. I didn't hear the whole show for a reason, so I listen to it at night. So I'm going to replay it back because I downloaded it from iTunes. But um, overall, man, you, you you guys are touching us, man. I'm going to let y'all know that you, you brothers up there are touching us heavy, man. And, and we coming, man. Right now, we waiting for the go, the go, and we're going to do it, man. We're going to make it happen. Shout out to our family out there. Put the smile on my face. In Texas. Indeed. Shout out to Dallas. We're coming yeah, to Houston. We need to get yeah, out there. We're going to be in Houston this summer. So uh, look out for that. We're going to be in Houston this summer. So uh, we definitely want you to come through and uh, build with us. You know what I mean? And, and like the brother saying, 
we are we are looking. That's that's why we have this platform. We are looking for our brothers and sisters that are out there that are ready to come through and do their thing. Like there's room for a lot of brothers and sisters to represent and shine their light. So you know, keep doing what you do, brother. Whatever help that you need, whatever resources, whatever whatever you need from us. You know what I mean? Let us know. Reach out to us. We're sitting on a lot of material, and um, we just want to share. Like the brother, you know, brother Nazi on the line, you know, we, we came down to Atlanta, and we didn't just talk about it. We made some things happen, you know what I'm saying? Because the ACL uh, is uh, is booming, you know what I mean? The energy out there is, is enormous to me. It's, it's, a, it's a, a, a powder powder keg right now, waiting to explode with consciousness. So, you know, we just need to connect these dots and make this thing move. And shout out to Brother Nazi, man, straight up, man. Appreciate you, brother, man, and, and your work. I'm definitely looking into that, man. Most definitely. Appreciate it, King. Thank you and, very and, much. And, and another thing with the clothing line, man, I'm, I'm, I really want to know the latest T-shirt, man. I want one of those. But I'm going to be buying a lot of the merchandise, man. I'm, I'm oh, really yeah, feeling we, it, man. I we see. got some new logo designs and everything. So, you know, the KTL apparel is, is, is definitely something that we're going to be focusing energy and attention on as soon as we get some of these other things, you know what I'm saying, off the ground and off the table. But, yeah, KTL, KTL apparel is definitely going to be in the building. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and man, I work at upscale. Um, I work at this place in um, uptown Dallas, man. And um, all I wanted to do, my, my dream is always be on radio. You know what I'm saying? And um, I work here, and I see time joining every day. He gave me some horrible advice. Uh, I've actually seen TDJT stay here. I, I, I shook hands with him. He's a snake. Um, I'm, I'm real close friends with Marion Barber, man. Marion Barber's like my—he's my good friend. Like I'm about to speak to him in a minute, by the way. And I'm gonna shout—I'm I'm gonna pass the show along to him. But Marion Barber, man, be good friends too. But uh, but man, you guys keep doing what y'all doing, man. I appreciate you, man. Love, one love, brother. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you do love. that. You know, you need to do what you're doing as well. Enlightening the youth. You know, what I'm saying, putting them onto the program, sending them to the archives. You know, we gotta connect with you, and, and, and once we edit down because we're putting some shows together so there will be a multitude of shows on one CD or jump drive at that you know what I'm saying and you can go and get people physical copies because not everybody's going to go digging you know what I'm saying sometimes it's like a cold sale you got to catch them right then and there you know what I mean so you want to enforce the family such as yourself that are out there doing that level of work you know you want to we want to give them everything that they need. You know what I'm saying? To catch a person when you got them. Because you don't know when you're going to get them again. And you don't know how important and imperative that moment is. So, right, right, right. Well, I appreciate y'all, man. I'm telling you continue. You know what I'm saying? Any and yeah, every sir. level. They can use that. Right, Please. All right. Please, we have one more caller. I don't know whether I opened this line before, but I'm going to try this one one more time. Let's call it 225. Huh? The phone sounds a little muffled. All right. You hear me a little bit better? Nah. All right. Let me just open up this line. 225-207-225-207. Caller, peace. 
Hello? 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 Maybe um, you may have to speak into the phone directly. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. 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 All right, great. How y'all doing? Uh, well, all is well. well. Um, I, like I was saying, I just wanted to uh, say I really enjoyed the show. And um, I enjoyed the presentation and everything. And... Uh, the brother that was speaking, um, Nasi, he, he touched on a lot of things. Like, I saw the title for the show and everything, and I was like, I was wondering if he was going to be able to touch on everything because, you know, the subject is so big, you know, the whole notion of love and everything. He just, he just really went all over the place. So I kind of had, um, it was a couple of things. It was, you know, the first thing that, that really um, kind of stood out to me was uh, how he was talking about the black exploitation film uh, from back in the day, mm-hmm. like Goldie and the Mac and all of that, and uh, how they, yeah, Goldie and, and who else was it? Uh, it was uh, one of the, the guys who was like, you know, big staff, I think, in there then, but sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, that kind of made it. Uh, not so cool for guys to like, uh, you know, show a, a tender like loving side or whatever, and kind of mess up our society and everything like that. And then it kept just kind of going on from then. And um, but I really do like what's going on now. Uh, you know, people are starting to wake up and, and see that it's not so not so bad to, you know, love their woman and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. Thank you, thank you. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's it's a vast topic, and sometimes you just move in the spirit of the moment, and hopefully you can catch a lot of things that people want to be t- wanted to wanted to touch on. I mean, there's so much other stuff in there that you know, I just I just try to move off the spirit and see what the where where the energy take me. Yeah, and then uh, and another thing that you was talking on that. That well, somebody had called in and they were talking about how you know basically how the media is kind of like taking us out of uh, you know how he was talking about how we should have more uh, more music that speaks to you know promoting love uh, with us you know black people between you know between a black man and one of the movies and, and film and art and you know all these creative endeavors that like have served to break us up basically. Um, you know, kind of like fighting fire with fire. I think that's a great idea to, you know, the whole idea that media was used to kind of break us apart, especially in this day and age. So I really like the idea of using media to kind of bring us back together. And that's all we're doing. We're trying to create a counterculture. We have to create a counterculture. If we don't take over our movie, we don't take over our television shows, then we're just spinning our wheels and all of this is pointless. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I knew one that, 
that's not, I remember when Mari, you remember Mari Povich, the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the Not the Baby Daddy and stuff like that. I remember watching it uh, back in the day, and you can see, like, the way they kind of made, like, not taking care. Like, it's almost like going, like, uh, people watching Mari and, and this whole you are not the father thing started going around or whatever, and guys was, like, kind of got into the idea of where they were, like, you know, it's okay to not think that that's your baby and it's okay to, like, you know, just walk away from the family and stuff like that. I remember that whole thing happening and that was a trip. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like stuff like Maury and all of that, that's the kind of stuff that served to break us up. And, and, Definitely. Yeah. And another thing that you was, and I'm just all over the place because you just talk about so much stuff. Like I just kind of wanted to touch on a lot of stuff. I know y'all have a lot of people calling me, but um, there's you actually the uh, you're the last caller, so you can ask <laughs> you can ask a few questions. Okay, we got one more after you, but yes, you can ask about one or two more questions. You know, just go yeah. freely. Yeah. So. uh one thing I did want to ask you about, though, that uh, I had, I actually, you know, I really don't, you know, I talk to a lot of people and I do, I'm, I'm down here in Florida right now, I'm from Louisiana, so um, I don't know, I don't hear a lot of people calling in from Louisiana, and uh, I do hear Florida a lot, but um, I know that we have a lot of, you know, conscious people in Louisiana, and we have, you know, my friends and stuff like that, and we kind of, you know, have conversations about things. And one of the things that I was talking with someone about uh, not long ago uh, was this, uh, really related to something you, you were talking about at the beginning uh, of the call. Um, and it was about, uh, it was about, uh, like, polygamy and people, you, you were getting into polygamy, but you were talking about how guys are not really as... Uh, you know they're not really true to themselves when they, uh, when they, uh, you know, when they're forced by the society to be uh, monogamous or whatever. So we have a lot of people going around here. But, so I wanted to know if you thought about this idea uh, of people, you know, basically being promiscuous in our society as a result of not, uh, you know, not you know, paying attention to how men are uh, naturally, how, they, yeah. how they're not just naturally monogamous or whatever. What you think about the whole idea of uh, this promiscuity, basically, that's going on in our society, uh, causing people to have, like, low vibrational sex, uh, leading yeah. to a lot of the uh, homosexuality that we see in our society? Yeah. You yeah, yeah. Have no, I'm saying, yeah. Um, have you ever heard of that that idea? Yeah, I mean, I, I I've heard of it. I heard of it definitely. Um, I think we have to create. Um, we have to start creating our own environments to make it comfortable. Like perfect example. Um, women have to. I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. You said women have to what? Oh, hold on. Let me see. Oh, his line's dropped. Line's dropped. Yeah, his line's dropped. Okay. Well, 
have you ever heard of that that idea of the notion that uh you know that we're just having more homosexuality uh in the black community because of uh you know media promoting homosexual i mean promoting uh low vibrational sex I just wanted to see what you know what the thoughts were out there on that have we had, did we hear about the media promoting low vibrational sex okay. For for I don't know maybe maybe I should clarify okay so you know that uh, basically there is this this notion that uh, as as that every everyone starts out as a woman uh, as a as a cell um, whenever a woman is impregnated everybody starts out uh, as a woman and they move along <clears throat> they move along the spectrum from female to male in their okay. gestation or what have you. Um, and uh, there was this whole idea going around back in the day about, you know, nobody who nobody is born homosexual because they've proven by DNA that nobody is born homosexual, right? Uh, yes. So we know that, but but uh, well, the idea of uh, low vibrational sex causing homosexuality uh, is that it's not a DNA thing; it's a hormonal thing, meaning that mm. as as the cell moves from the female to the male state, um, it's a matter of testosterone being added. Well, if a person is having low vibrational sex, the male organs may form, but the male mind state may not form enough so that when that child comes out, they're picking up the female cues that are generated in society. Wow. And and uh, there's this idea that uh, the media promotes low vibrational sex. That means people are going around and, you know, high vibrational sex happens when two people really love each other and are really into each other. But the low vibrational so, sex when people are just clubbing and doing what they do, you know what I mean? And so okay. you wind up with a creation of you run, you wind up with a creation of uh, homosexual people, hermaphrodites, and uh, mm. you know. Transgender people and so on and so forth. And so I was just wondering uh, what you guys, what, what was the take on that? I mean, that that is an excellent observation that you're making, sis. Because I would automatically what came to mind is, you know, just being able to use the comparisons of bringing down what is called a monad or a starseed by mm-hmm. high, by by engaging in high uh, vibrational and frequency um, intercourse with your mate, being able to bring down, you know, a god or a goddess and give birth to one versus what you're saying, low vibrational intercourse, you know, um, case in point, like, you know, being being high as a kite or for some henny, you know, some weed, you know, or some crack, listening to some DMX, you know what I mean, or some music that is low vibrational, you know, um, being intoxicated, you know what I mean, uh, maybe even being on some harder drugs that may open up your chakras and your portals to other um, low you, uh, vibrational spirits. Have you ever been a DMX concert? I'm sorry, what? Now I'm asking my brother, you ever been to a DMX concert? Yeah, I was at the concert with him and Jay Z. Yeah, don't put that in the category of low vibration. Okay, my bad. Let me not think about DMX. I was one of the highest vibrational 
performances I've ever seen. I mean, I know what you mean, though. You know what I'm saying? And also, yeah, the culture of one-night stands, quote-unquote, you know, jump-offs and things of that nature. A lot of the children that we're looking at today were born, you know what I'm saying, in, in those full of demonstrations where um, Lack things of love. just, you know, that, yeah, that whole era, you know, we don't love these hoes and all of that was taking root. And people were actually engaging in that thought process, like, yeah, we don't. Shit. I'm going to carry on like I don't. And, you know, lives were born in that environment with that mentality and that mind state, you know. Yeah. So we have what we have today, and we're trying to formulate some sort of explanation to describe why, you know, this this particular um, this count has quadrupled. It's not like quantipled or Maybe I, you know, I don't even know the words to explain the increase in homosexuality yeah, it's, it's, and, and, and people can try to, you know, because some people try to shield it and they're like, oh, no, the numbers are the same for your generation. You just didn't notice or see. I'm like, come on, baby. I don't, I don't, that, yeah, and that was pretty much the, the I'm like, come the, on, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, I've tried to do that all over this country, you know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing an epidemic, this, this full fledged, full flung. It, is, it, it seems like it is an epidemic. And, you know, and it's, it is a fact that it has gone on since the beginning of time and it, that it happens with animals and stuff like that. But, I mean, I agree that that still could be, you know, it still could be low vibrational, you know what I mean, causing it or whatever. But, like, it just, it just seems... Like you say, it seems like an epidemic. It seems kind of strange that yeah, it was never, we have a more highly sexualized society, you know, media-wise, and then it just so happens that we're cranking out all of this, you know. Yeah, so I just, you know, yeah, just kind of wanted to, but I don't want to take up too much time on this because I know that other people are trying to get on and everything like that. But I just wanted to say that I did, um, I did enjoy this show, and I appreciate, you know, the knowledge and uh, the information uh, that was coming across and everything like that. So. Well, thank you, and yes. thank you for those powerful questions, sister. You know what I'm saying? You definitely, you know, added on some some wonderful um, questions, and uh, we encourage you to, uh, you know, just continue to listen to the shows. You know what I mean? We will oh, be and back one more on thing. Friday. Yeah, one more thing I wanted to say, and I'll get off. And I, I just wanted to say this to um, Nasi that was speaking. Uh, I really appreciate that um, you guys had a, uh, a dialogue, a discourse about male and female relationships with men, all men there. You know what I mean? No woman mediating. Where you guys weren't just ragging on the women. I mean, I really appreciated the the balance of you know that conversation. Uh, because a lot, of, like I said, a lot of the stuff he was saying was very true. Um, but it's, it's a lot of times when you hear men speaking about women, they they kind of start talking down. Uh, so I really can appreciate that. So I do plan on going and checking that book out as well. <laughs> oh yes, that's, um, like I said, mm-hmm. uh, when I when I when I met the when I met the brother, I had a chance to uh, go to the brother's house. You know, I brought my family and. We uh, sat down and broke bread, 
And when I saw the book that the brother wrote, I didn't even know that this brother wrote a book on relationships and love. And I felt that it was very imperative that we, you know, share this information with our family because one of the, the most important things at the end of the day, I mean, we're dealing with consciousness, nation building, you know, uh, empowerment, economics, religion, and all of these things. But one of the most important things that affect us all is the affairs of our hearts. You know, True. some of us have loved ones. Some of us don't have loved ones. Some of us are in some powerful, um, productive relationships. Some of us may be in some destructive relationships. Mm-hmm. I've been in many relationships of different frequencies, and I know the power of, you know, the affairs of one part. I mean, we could talk about everything around going on in the world, but what's going on with you and your loved ones matter the most at the end of the day. Because when we all get off of this call and the show is over, we're going to have to deal with that. we got to look in the mirror or we got to look in our partner's eyes and we got to deal with, you know, how do we make that better? How do we improve? Right. You know what I mean? How do we bring out, how do we, how do we, you know, balance the books or balance the scales with our, with our, with our, um, with our loved ones, you know? So, this is just one of many shows that we're going to be doing where we're going to be addressing the, um, you know, it, it, and it's complicated at this point. We live in a society where, unfortunately, these are, these these issues are complicated. One one would think that it wouldn't be, but it is. So mm-hmm. we need to pay attention to it. We need some wisdom. We need um, some brothers and sisters who actually they have the solutions because they're living it to come forth and just be real with us, like give us the good and the bad, you know what I mean? Like give us the mm-hmm. ugly part of the two so we can relate, you know what I mean? We don't we don't go for the feel good over here. We want to just deal with reality. And the reality is, you know, it's challenging these days. But if we approach it with a form of discipline and wisdom that's not being spoken on on CNN or Fox, or Clear Channel, or your your satellite radios and whatnot, they're not dropping this kind of information. So we just want to bring this, this this different kind of approach and see if it works. You know, I encourage brothers and sisters to give us some feedback. You know what I mean? Let us know if it works. Let us know when you read the book or when you took this, when you listened to the show and you applied some of the um, um, approaches that were discussed, if it had any impact on your relationship. You know what I mean? Or if it helped you attract that person in your life that you yearn for because many of us have not even met or encountered our our um, our soulmate or our twin flame or the mother or father of our children. But we yearn for that person. Uh. We look for that person. We want to do everything that it takes to attract that person. So that's why we're here. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you, well, I'm about to get on out this line, but yeah, thanks a lot, and y'all be blessed. And thank you, thank you. And um, you know, as one of those individuals that you're talking about, I could definitely say that the show has been helpful. Um, I'm going to be looking forward to getting the brother's book and be downloading all the information that I can that he has shared. Because like I said, just that clip alone, I'm going through something, and I watched that clip, and the brother spoke some science, 
and I implemented mm-hmm. it immediately, and it worked. So, okay. yeah, you know, don't let them walk by. Just touch them everywhere, touch them every time. So, you know, and, and not even saying that uh, everything that we're hearing is something that we're hearing for the first time, but it always is useful to hear it repeatedly. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. you're hearing that song on the radio 50, 60 times, what you think that repetition is about? So the repetition is key. You know what I'm saying? Repeatedly remind yourself, even if you got to write stickies and and notes to yourself, put it on the fridge, whatever you got to do until it becomes a science in your own mind, until it's something that you're doing, you know, with your eyes closed. You know what I'm saying? Until it's something that you're doing so much that when you lay down and go to sleep, you see yourself doing it in your dream state. Until you get there with it, you know, you got to train yourself. So I'm definitely thankful and grateful that your brother has come forward with this information and tonight's demonstration. I do want to inform the family that's listening. It's cussing season. <laughs> you like that segue, right? Yeah. So powerpieces.com, I said it's cussing season. Oh, yeah, I do want to say that this show is sponsored by kingscounty.bigcartel.com. God damn, dude. Uh, Would this shit be sponsored by my power pieces tonight? Or, or both? Oh, Can I get my thing on? See? I didn't, I, I, nah, I really apologize. I didn't hear that part. You know, I didn't say that. My bad. So good. Uh-huh. Yes, family, we have some links up on mypowerpieces.com for our rose gold, yellow gold, white gold, uh, power power bracelet collection, our exclusive royal immortal collection. Shout out to my brother, Ghetto Shaman. Shout out to my brother, Amunwa. He had a powerful program with Valentine the other day. Put that crazy poster up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was what I'm talking about right there. That, I, yeah, that mitosis, that's that, that's that doubling, you know? God doubles himself at a cellular level. Boy, he was right on top of that thing. So shout out to that brother for those visuals and that show. I'm sure that it was legendary. I got to check it out in the archive. But, yeah, mypowerpieces.com. I got more pieces that's going to be going up throughout the rest, the remainder of the week. Um, yeah, them visuals crazy. Yeah, that 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 Rick Smith show. Yeah, I've been asking for this forty-four information. I said it was an excellent, excellent interview. It went for like three or four hours. The brother asked some wonderful questions, and I just was, you know, I was in a good place. So I definitely, um, you know, we, we laid it down with that program. And of course, there's going to be a visual presentation and component put together once I get. New York, because I want to make sure that Red is involved. Um, what it is, you know what I'm saying, and that's what it do. So, it's going to be a friendly shout out, huh? I said yes, sir. Um, while we while we leave it with something with the brother uh, Amuwa and Ghetto Shaman, 
and that dude Redcurl while we had it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. I like that segue. That was that was a beautiful yeah. crossover. I like that. Yeah. Indeed, for the family yeah. in New York City, we'll see you at the festival Thursday at Commodore Park in Brooklyn, African International um, Art Festival. It'll be going on yeah. until Sunday, I believe. Family, if I, don't, if I don't make it out there, hold me down, family. Ah. You know? Yeah. Type me Take in or something. Google Hangout me. Yeah. I mean, I need to see you know, your New York license has expired. Try to come and renew that. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, it should have, it should have been reviewed. Like, your, your license is definitely expired. It should have been reviewed. Like, yeah, I know. We don't want to create no flies. <laughs> we don't want to create a, to create a no flies sure. to you, young man. You better hurry up and come back. I'm not. There's a few people with no fly zones. But now, Blue Crow, I appreciate that. We're going to end the show on this. Uh, like I said, you know, check us out. Um, and check us out in BK. You know what I mean? Shout out to the family, everybody that's coming through. I look forward to seeing everybody. You know what I mean? Make sure y'all walk away with at least one shirt. You know, I'm on my campaign. I need Kings County and everybody's closet. You know, got to, we got work to do. And uh, we got some, some mm-hmm. powerful, wonderful things to share with the family on Friday. So check us out, 9 p.m. All right? Same back time, same back channel. Love and light. Peace. Watching, yo. What you saying? You catch funny to me, man. I guess we gotta reiterate it. Yo, shaman, check it, yo. Yo. You 3D Negroes don't have a clue. I've been blessing these mics before 92. Lyrically, I'm God. Who the fuck is you? With all that savage talk, and you're the money crew. Crew. Mislead now you with that bullshit you do. It's the moon ride, the black doctor who. Now shit on tracks like I'm drinking prune juice. From the booth that breaking mental chains loose Let's take it from the beginning so you would know your story The crackers moved in and stole all your glory They destroyed your culture and stole your land Cave-dwelling vultures, they hate your hand They dying out so now they need the human They got to mix in if they want to expand They create shows like Scandal Causing our goddesses to lust after animals Shit is a joke They just wanna be black magicians No weapons should prosper, I'm the shaman Master key maker of the talisman I've seen the best of friends become the foulest men Who am I to judge them, I'm just protecting Myself from certain dangers that's prophesizing When you cast them pearls, they trample on them But I still drop jewels, cheat the rules, raise fools Wake my mind like nunchucks on these dudes Why you wanna box my magic is karate Mixed with Tai Chi, Chi, Gong and Pilates Precision with precision, body after body I'm in the underworld, spiritual John Gotti My mama wet say I got some skulls on them When I sip tequila, my warriors run on them Spiritual but gangster guns and swords on them I tried to tell you, man, you should have forewarned them You see, they really scared of the dark side Which is the pathway to the light far side Keep blocking blessings while she passing you 
spot You think it's all gay, I'm really that guy Contractual agreement binding me, reminding me On the 18th, they ended the dynasty Went from Mr. T on the 18th Ornaments adorn with gold To the state greens in the dorm with some dormant souls Look closely, you can see your auras All colors of the spectrum, Deodora Solid gold eight stands for the Hermes Fish scales on the belt, little mermaid Call them Venom, all black Gucci denim And I'm in them, your highness be adorned in the finest things There's from the ancient dynasty Canary yellow diamond rings, belts from Orion Melted the iron, shook the pillars of the matrix And they felt it and dying, niggas they be dying Without the help for the Mayans Meanwhile we build the pyramids Without the help for the giants Birds they be flying And my niggas pitching Without the help of Orion Nolan that is Picture me rolling that is All of my business has been metaphysics When they cross the pond Just to toss the bomb Surface the air Our purpose is clear The hearse is his hair Ain't no nerve in his hair I ain't talking about Twitter When I tell you follow me and my home braids Follow my own way, all of my soldiers Left the earth with the guns blazing Like the end of glory, yes, end of story Late 90 went from Tissamori Then they brought the bins before me 600 big bodies sitting on the chrome Realignment like the AutoZone Martyrdom, wake up in the underworld A god is home, we are not alone 72 virgins <laughs> it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.